Hey there, this is just a pre-show uh, heads up. There's two recordings as part of this uh, episode, which is why it's three and a half hours long. Um, the first half is uh, myself, Thurbleton, Duran, and Noob as in, in a classic uh, E3 wrap-up style podcast where we go through the bets and also our highlights. The second half of the show is myself and Bollard slash Chav the World slash Balladio, his new moniker, um, which we shall, we shall all know him by. Um, and that's us talking about London and his highlights um, and uh, Planet Zoo, the game he's been working on, which is also at this E3. Um, so definitely hang out for that second half. Uh, it worked out really fun, but the first half is great too. So overall, I think we did a pretty good show this year. Um, hopefully we'll get no more recordings in soon, but we can't make any promises. All of us are busy, which is why we haven't been around for the last year. Um, but thanks for listening. If you're here, welcome to our E3 special. You can't restrain me, you can search me I'll give it all up just to be with you I'm so happy, now you got me I'll surrender all my love to you Don't you see what you're doing to me I'm in love and I can't break free Now I'm begging with you baby Please don't leave me hanging up Hello and welcome to another special edition of the Scotchcast for the 15th of June? Holy shit, it's June already. 2019! I'm joined by the whole fucking crew today. Durin, Thurbleton, and Nubarama. Welcome back all you guys. What's up? Happy to be here. Hello. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, been, it's been a while. Nubarama, are you there? waiting, huh? There you go. I, I'm contractually obliged. <laughs> In case anyone was wondering, after this long hiatus of podcasting, no, Noob has not gotten a better mic. <laughs> I have a Blue Yeti. I'm on a Blue Yeti. I'm not even joking. You have to be close Are to you it across the sound room good. <laughs> no, I'm Because I'm, I'm also on a Blue Yeti right now. Is there like a like, setting? That... Oh my god. Okay, so, I, I believe you're sitting like on a, like a... a... <laughs> A bean bag that is just blue, <laughs> and you've named it the Blue Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you're using a blue Let's Yeti. Let's quickly troubleshoot. Is there, is, is there, is there new, like new, a new, button? New. On the back yeah. of your Blue Yeti, there's a yeah. there's two knobs, right? One has there's a, four there's four pattern knobs. Yes. Like there's four options on Which the bottom. Which pattern have you got on the one on that knob? Yes. I I think I'm on the the second one. Uh, okay. Can someone who has the Yeti in front of them yeah, tell him on which second. one to be on? <laughs> <laughs> you like those people Durin like is literally like rotating his head around. No, I was literally rotating my mic to look at it. Uh, you need to switch it over to the one that looks kind of like a heart. Cardioid is. I know the name of it. I just know what it looks like. Okay, yeah. is that better? Oh my is god, that, that is better. Not gr- not great. So for some reason, but now how far away from the mic are you? I'm like I'm licking it right now. That's no way. That's no, I think your voice just has that. a natural echo to it. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Because you uh, still sound like you're across the room from it. Yeah, that's weird. Are, are you Wait, okay. Are you broadcasting from the same like parallel dimension that Superman sent uh, Hello, <laughs> like the, the guy to? Yeah, in the glass. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's the problem. It's just, yeah, it's just, just the distance. Oh, and yeah. as a last point, because you can't keep doing this, uh, are you sure you're recording from your Yeti? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to lead with that, but I like it. 
Because he could be on like your laptop microphone. No, he's going to come back and sound like fucking James Earl Jones. <laughs> Let's see. No, I'm on my video. Nope, still sounds like yeah. shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can tell we haven't podcasted for a while. Anyway, welcome Some everyone to the E3 special. Wrap this, up special. Does this sound better? Oh my God. That, that sounds was... way better. Holy, Holy shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that tip there. Wait, I'm, I'm, wait, before you say what it is, did you check the window settings and then after this, while we were talking, check the Discord set? Yes. Discord will get you every time, man. I feel you for that. So the, the real question I want to know is how long have you had this Blue Yeti? Oh my god. I've had this Blue Yeti for almost a year and a half. <laughs> and he is, this is the first time he has used it. Well, it works for, I think it works for other things. It's just sure. Uh, oh, sure it does. It's just like it's working great right now. <laughs> but he also wasn't even on cardioid, so he had like fucking room noise in his fucking record. Shut up, noob. Shut- We're moving on. <laughs> I've learned so much. This is great. <laughs> this is why we did podcasts together. All right. So for people who didn't listen to the last episode, um, we ran what we, I, I think I stole from Easy Allies, but thankfully I came up with my own bets and format. The, e, the, the E3 ripoff betting special. And what we did then was um, I had bets. There's a point system involved. Um, the points actually turned out to be actually worked out really well because it was first just me and Durin, which meant things could swing by maybe 10 points. But then we added four, three more people over the course of the week, i.e. Noob, Durbleton, and Brad, and uh, Chav the World, or Bradley Pollard, who sadly couldn't be here today because we just couldn't wait, make the timings work. It happened to, what happened was swings went from 5 to 10 point swings to 25 point swings. <laughs> So, and all the points blew up and they exploded outwards. So now we have like a huge, like, I, I don't know. I, I'll tell the point. We'll say the points totals at the end. But with that, Durin, Noob, and Thurbleton. I'll start with Durin. Uh, what did you feel about your bet- bets? Were you confident and what were you disappointed yourself about when it came to the bets? Which one do you think you bet on that you didn't um, bet? I mean, overall, I think I was I was... A lot more confident in a lot of my bets than I maybe should have been. Uh, I expected <laughs> a little more out of this E3 than than there was. Uh-huh. Um, Is there one you really thought you had and this just didn't come through for you? So, honestly, like probably the one I, I, I really thought was a more of a shoe-in than it turned out to be uh, was Yoko Taro announcing his own or his next oh, project. Yeah, that would be. Um, because I know that he's working... On, with the team on Final Fantasy XIV, he's actually making a raid for the, the MMO. Oh, okay. the whole thing. Right. Um, but that's like the only thing he's announced that he's done post Nier. Mm-hmm. And it's been enough time now since Nier released that I would have figured he would have announced something. But like 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 it ended up being the case with a lot of mine after I kind of went back and looked at him again post E3, um, the thing I, I completely like didn't even consider um was this idea that like hey we're gonna have consoles again next year so oh, yeah. maybe a lot of big announcements are not off. going to happen right now 100 percent. i think i um similarly bet big on some big big stuff being shown that just there was no way final fantasy 16 was going to be shown this year. like now, now i remember like that's that is 100 percent going to be at the playstation announce conference there's no way well, not only that but if they show that it's going to be next gen so like yeah. next year is the earliest it's going to be shown exactly yeah like i 
I actually feel it's a um, the equivalent of Final Fantasy VII Remake this time around. It's going to be that conference next cycle. So like the second conference of that cycle that they'll, they'll show it off. Because mm. they, they wouldn't want to show it before a VII Remake comes out anyway. Right? That's, that's like right. And the only thing, other thing I wanted to say about my betting was I, <laughs> I, I really thought that Microsoft would grow some fucking balls. <laughs> And and actually own this E3 with mm-hmm. their hardware announcements, mm-hmm. but they fucking flinched. And oh, yeah. I think fucked. it's going to cost them. I, and we're, we're going to get that. That's actually probably one of the biggest point talking points of the day. But before we do that, Nubarama, how do you feel about the betting special, and were you confident I, going into this? <laughs> I think I did pretty great. Like my E3 dream bet, like with all the Bethesda stuff, came true. Um, I had a great E3. The yep. only thing I would say what I was super disappointed by was the lack of snap map in uh, Doom Eternal. I think that was really the only thing Bethesda had going into this E3 other than their excellent Elder Scrolls 6 and Starfield announcement. So that was a little disappointing, but otherwise uh, I'd say the only thing I, I was I thought for some reason that there's no way they're going to like do all this shit about the new Xbox console if you know, um, PlayStation wasn't going to be there. But then I saw everyone else's bets. <laughs> and then I got fucking cold feet. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be longer than 13 minutes. And they're going to they're gonna get a price point. They're going to show everything. <laughs> on the minute point, like, on that point real quick, I did yep. want to point out, Cynic was so pissed because he actually had to go back to the tape on that one because it was literally short by seconds. Yeah, yeah, I had it recorded. I was recording while it was going, and I and I kept in the last montage, so I had it at twelve minutes fifty eight seconds. And I was like, "Fuck!" Like we, we mean three more seconds, and you guys would have gotten your points. Well, I'll tell That's... you what: if they had me on camera to speak about the new Xbox, I probably could have talked longer. Than it's true. They did. They in fact, not only did they not give us anything, they gave us less than Sony did, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um, I, I, I won't talk about myself, so um, we'll talk to the winner of, the, of this. I don't have to get too far ahead of ourselves, but Thurbleton, how do you feel about the betting special going into it, and how do you feel about your results? Um, well... <laughs> okay, he's, I kind of, like... like... <laughs> I have a question for you. Did you yeah. purposefully counterpick a lot of the bets, or did you go a into little? it... Because <laughs> it, it felt was, like sometimes it, you just go pick the opposite of everyone else. <laughs> well, you just need to pick the opposite of Cynic. Like that's, that's all true. you really need to do. <laughs> I there okay. I I had a three three prong just like analysis. I guess of like going through these listings. Like, is it something I care very passionately about? <laughs> then I'll put like a, a an actual bet. Uh, <laughs> is it something that I'm going to be like cynical about? Of like, eh. Well, leading off on our list, will an original Xbox era Microsoft owned franchise be revived? Nah, probably not. Because <laughs> that would be awesome if it was. Yep. And yeah, they like they already announced the shit from Rare. So yeah. Um, I, I st- on that original Xbox thing, I still think Fantasy Star Online Two coming to the West counts. God damn it. I mean, but it's that's the thing. We had Fantasy Star and we had fucking Panzer Dragoon or something. Like something else came out and. Both on Xbox owned, <laughs> so I was like, "Fuck, goddamn!" But oh, I didn't see the Microsoft owned. Yeah, so that's, I was thinking of like a fate. Like we all thought Fable would be there or something like that, right? But right, yeah, yeah, no, nothing. Um, but yeah, like just the third thing was just like I saw. Oh wow, everyone's betted one way. Well, it'd be great conversation to just like play yeah. the devil's advocate for a lot <laughs> of stuff. 
You won on completely uninformed, <laughs> just contrarian. Well, uninformed, moves. but well, definitely contrarian. How fucking disappointing this E3 is. Well, it's just a, a lot of a lot of uh, the, the, our a lot of us that's just shit talking is just conjecture about what it's will true. or like what may or may not be. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I don't think any of his bets were terrible. Like, well, okay, uh, mm, he did vote yes on Skate Four. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Skate for life. <laughs> so with that, with that, we'll, I just want to say out front because we're going to we're going to speed through this for a hot second here. But um, for people who don't know at home, the betting specials bit are uh, uh, split into three or five sections. Something like that. I don't I haven't scrolled down this page, but we had the warm up bets, which is just stupid shit, and new reference snap mat there for a second, and we'll get to that in a second. But they're really stupid hot seat bets. Which are the ones that end up being twenty-five point swings in specifically Thurbleton's direction a couple times? Um, hardware bets, long odd bets, and then uh, big E3 predictions. We also had a couple of bonus bets from last session and um, bets that we we threw down on the day, just in the, the minutes leading up to like each conference, uh, where we just like threw down like, oh, I think this is going to happen, like the opening of the show or something, and that was like side bets, and that was only for exchange of points. No points were created or destroyed in the side bet section they were all moved from one person to another but with that we're gonna go through these bets i'm gonna go through them one by one but not talk about them we will stop someone tell me to stop if you get to a bet that we want to talk about um because some of these are like pretty obvious and we'll start with the warm-up bets these were worth five points each and i'll get, go through like the the what people voted and what came out of it so will crotana talk to master chief in a calm or encouraging tone. The- this is like this is like the first bet, and it's the first bet where like Cynic <laughs> got something that's painfully obvious wrong. Like, what did you expect from the Microsoft press so- conference at E3, where they're going to announce the new Halo? Ten so- is going to be. He's not. She's not going to talk. I mean, so okay. Here, here was my my prediction with that, and why I said no was because I was thinking, my thinking was, okay, this is going to be Halo Infinite. Yeah. This is going to be a game that takes place prior to the events of Halo, back when there were multiple um, Spartans. You played as your Spartan that you created in this world, and it was going to be a Destiny-style game. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cortana yeah. was not going to talk to Master Chief in any kind of tone. And my this is was... literally a franchise that exists <laughs> on the nostalgia of the first three games. Like, that's purely what drives Halo. Here's the thing, right? My bet was kind of similar from Durin's. Cortana's the current bad guy of the series. <laughs> my bet was based on the lore. <laughs> The actual thing. The, why would you think they care? Why would you think they care about the lore? That's crazy. <laughs> That's the, the crazy thing, though. That, that we, well, part of why it was so impressive is that they just elected to say, fuck it. We don't know one liked it. Everyone hated Halo 5. Fuck that shit off. Let's just go back to <laughs> Chief and Cortana. Uh, um, but that was the bet. So, yeah, as these guys insinuated, <laughs> me and Durin thought, no, of course she wouldn't. Of course she wouldn't, but yes, she did. And we got uh, counterpicked by everyone else, so Thurbleton, Noob, and Bollard got points. Next word. Will will Snap Map be mentioned in the Doom Eternal presentation? Now, Huge fucking disappointment. <laughs> Unbelievable. They took literally the best mechanic that ever existed, <laughs> and they took it out of Doom Eternal. Uh-huh. It's very sad. I mean, uh, not not for nothing. Like I, I'm not disagreeing with you uh, or agreeing with you, Ed. <laughs> 
Uh, sorry, new, but the id software has like you could you could see a change in id software like for good or for ill i don't know but like since carmack left bethesda and all that uh like they're 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 doing their own thing now yeah free of snap not not only that but you know one hint on this one uh noob should have been that this is like the one question that third did not counter pick us on (laughs) Well, this is before I knew Thurb was, like, the person who was organizing E3. <laughs> at all the leagues. And for people who don't know, at home, SnapMap is the uh, multiplayer thing in the first it was like the It was the map it's snap map for snap the multiplayer. Map. It's fucking SnapMap. It was essentially just, yeah, like a, a um, preset rooms and stuff you could snap together to make a map. It was... Oh, I was thinking of bump mapping. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, no. it's Doom Lego. Oh, snap map. <laughs> um, okay, that, that's that bet. Moving on to the next one. Almost as clever as Mega, mega Textures. I actually like the Mega Textures Phoenix Down. Um, you, will Ubisoft <laughs> announce a new IP at the Android conference? Of course they would. Of course they would. It's, of co- yes. Poor Bollard. Poor Bollard. Yeah, the one guy who uh, who, who voted against that is not here, sadly. Um, what next, did they announce? I, I they announced totally that, that like uh, it looked cool. It was like Mythic or something. Some some uh, like oh, was it the Gods and Monsters thing? Yeah, that's it. That's it. I, re- I remember. Oh, okay. Them starting with it, their it presentation. The, like it was by the uh, the the Assassin's Creed people. Yes, they started with uh, we've been delving. So games generally delve into history for their um, right. thing. <laughs> And say, well, yeah, you know, Assassin's Creed, they're all about their, uh, their <laughs> historical accuracy. Yep. They, don't, they, like, don't, they don't go into mythology or nothing. And do you guys remember where the world was covered in monsters, like the whole Witcher thing? That's that's how, that's history. That's that's, that's games. Um, and they're like, we went into mythology. Like, fuck you. Anyway, moving on. Um, hot seat bets. Okay, these are the ones that are ridiculous. As we talked about earlier, uh, we've got the will the original Xbox, Microsoft, or Xbox era Microsoft owned franchise be revived? I.e., your your Project Gotham Racing, your um, Fable. What's the other one? The big one um, with the girl and the and the oh, action. brute force. Brute force. That's not what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> the girl with the action. Uh, are you talking about cameo? Cameo. Yeah. Any of those made sense, and of course they didn't. Um, Thurbleton was the only one who said no, because of the, the only one to say no. That wasn't what was your thinking here. Just cynicism? Um, I mean, like, the last couple, like, E3s, they they uh, they would announce things, at, like, you know, like, oh, we're bringing back these old titles, yeah. uh, and then would just, like, not follow through after a couple months. Like, oh, they started developing, and then they mm-hmm. stopped. Or the other big thing is... Um, the toads with attitude. It's not, I, I forget oh, what that game is. Oh, Battletoads. Yeah, Battletoads. Yeah, that's the one thing they're following. That's the hill they're they're like fighting <laughs> so on. So that right? was actually that was actually part of my thinking for why they were going to because I was thinking about, about stuff like uh, Phantom Dust, mm-hmm. and I was like, mm-hmm. they're going to do that again. Like mm-hmm. they're going to announce like a revival of something, and they'll they'll kill it later. But whatever, I'll get my <laughs> points. Yeah, and, and they'll get their points because it's just about drilling up, drilling up excitement, right? And this was the E3 where right. Sony wasn't there. This is the E3 to shine, and we'll get to that in a bit, but like they didn't bring any fire, I feel like. Not in this part. Um, and you can't count Halo 6 being a revival of Halo, because <laughs> they've been keeping that zombie alive for years now. Um, anyway, it doesn't count as a revival if it's been on life support the whole time. Yep. Uh, uh, with that, though... I mean, I, I feel they got, they, they got their 
old game like slash you know uh, scrappy little title revival with the purchase of a certain double fine. Ah, we'll get there. <laughs> I think that like all right, there's the budget for that. We'll get to it. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 on stage demo. We thought so. It had a good trailer. It had something else. Yeah, it had a good trailer, but it was surprising that... I mean, this isn't the last big showing before it comes out, mm-hmm. but it's the... It, I was going to say it's the biggest showing before oh, yeah, it comes it out, but is, is it? Is. I, I mean, is it though? Else? Like E3, is it bigger than Gamescom at this point? Oh, I, viewership, yes. Like, more people watch E3 than they watch Gamescom. I suppose so. I, I think that's I think... what matters, right? I don't think people are going to argue that it was the most breathtaking like, so, know, demonstration. The concerning part about, about Cyberpunk is that <laughs> that game is really not that far off. Yes. I mean, it's like just around a year, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, not only did, did they not have a stage demo, but the press that went to go see that game watched somebody play the game. Yeah, so they, they didn't even have a playable thing there for the media. So I don't. Know. I remember Witcher Three being very similar, though. Like I remember them not having hands. Possibly, on. but at the same time, the other, the other thing I noticed too is a lot of the media came out of their appointments, um, starting to really doubt the game. Oh, really? Well, I, see, that, I haven't looked at any The best thing coverage. I heard was like, "Oh, you guys are making a, um, uh." Oh goddamn! I'm forgetting the, the name of the series. Hang on, uh, Deus Ex. Yes, Deus Ex. Like yeah. you guys are making a Deus Ex game. Like that's that was like the the best thing I heard. Right. From media. He, so like, part of me wants to say maybe this is the time to talk about Cyberpunk. We can take it a sidebar here, but part of me wants to say that um, all it seems like what they're doing is bringing like the 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 size of the whole world of Witcher Three and putting that in one game, in one city specifically, one city. So they're just going to have that amount of stuff, but essentially shrunk down to only the size of a city. And that could be, even that by itself is probably enough to fulfill my expectations for the game. Um, if you just have all the stuff that goes on in Witcher 3, but having just one very dense kind of area with that kind of cyberpunky feel, I think that's really what they're going for and what you can expect from them. I don't know what people really, what could they do, you know? Like what did what could they possibly have made Cyberpunk 277 to live up to um, like is is this a no man's sky? Is that that's what I kind of what I'm asking? Is this like just they couldn't right. have? Well, and I think if it is, like that's kind of, of of their own making because I feel like they announced it way too early. Maybe, but like like this if, if this game is coming out next year, May next year. Like last year is when it should have been announced. It was announced oh, like sure. two three years ago. Yeah, and it was like apropos of nothing. Like we, no one asked them to. Like there, it wasn't a game show or anything. But really. so and that's the thing too is like like after saying that, I was just thinking about Final Fantasy VII remake, and they mm-hmm. announced that back in 2015. Yes. And coming out of this E3, that was a lot of people's game show. Oh yeah. So like may, maybe the year of announcement really wasn't the problem with Cyberpunk. Maybe there's actually something deeper. I think I personally think it's deeper. I think it's um because what they've shown of the game to people is like these small kind of story segments, which can go either any way depending how you play them out. And that's just Deus Ex. That is literally what Deus right. Ex always was. And I think again, a lot, a lot of it is is because they were not letting the media play the game. Yes, they were literally playing it like it wasn't a video. They were playing it for the media, mm. and the media was literally like they, they were they were like yelling out the answers 
that they wanted in the dialogue choices and that was the extent of their interaction with the game right and when that is the extent of your interaction with the game like yeah that is basically just asx that's just asx but when you if if you think about the witcher and and translate translate it between universes i think the idea of like a deus ex game but in an open world city instead of actually just being levels so you're in an open world deus ex with um quests and stuff like deus ex didn't have quests people forget that it had side missions and stuff but it was it's a directed experience it's and same with mass effect There's, we haven't had a kind of open world hacking quest driven game before like this is actually unique but they're not selling it that way they're selling it like a deus ex game i think that might be the problem yeah like i feel like if, if nothing else like this maybe cyberpunk is what the third deus ex in the new trilogy would have been if they wouldn't have killed it after mankind divided maybe yeah yeah and, and that, i'm kind of okay with that that would be awesome well it would be better than that because the third game of the deus ex trilogy was still that kind of level based directed experience well and not only that but like deus ex like has a similar aesthetic mm, but like i feel like i feel like from what i've seen of cyberpunk um it has more style it's yeah, then, it's got more style. Like, so like I mean, I, I think, like, it really does. Like, it, yeah, it, yeah, it ha- it, like it is that same aesthetic, but it is more stylishly done. Definitely, um, and, that, and that's enough more for, for me. That's enough to carry it for sure. It's not Definitely. just a oh, absolutely, yeah. And but but not I even mean, just, sorry. Go ahead, Devlin. I was just going to chime in that like also if if it is just a like cyberpunky Deus Ex game, I'm okay with that. Yes, um, <laughs> like. Yeah. If it was a big open world game, then a lot more of the focus would have to be on like, you know, crazy driving and stuff. And yes. a cyberpunk world, I don't think makes a good driving game world. So there is driving in it. Is there? Yes. I saw a gameplay sequence where there was actually like they were in a car third person driving. Was flying um, car? Or no, on the ground. Oh, okay. Did, okay. did the did the car have like the words roach on it? <laughs> that'd be pretty good that'd be pretty good uh but like so the the thing the thing about it is is like even if it if this is like a deus ex kind of game but you know like a deus ex kind of world but like a witcher type of game like it's interesting because like like you said you, you take the the concepts and and the quests and all that stuff from the witcher and you just fucking pack that down yeah into a city like granted it's probably a big city but it's a very dense city from what we've seen yes and like that's what is interesting to me is like how how much like they're they're really good at at um not just filling space but filling that space with interesting stuff and interesting characters and kind of just like constantly things to just bring your attention this way and that as you're traversing the world yeah and if they can do that in a busy world like what Cyberpunk looks like, like I'm all, I'm all, all for that. That sounds great, right? And 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 think of the other things in The Witcher where like you enter towns and things. And, like, to be fair, it's very scripted, but you enter towns and things happen around you um, to show you kind of bits of that 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 world as you walk through it at the same time. Um, you also have things where the world changes if you, if you have events like if you think like the the sisters around the swamp that like the whole world changes if you go certain routes through that quest line um, and you pack that down into a city and again like I feel like we're doing their job for them because <laughs> they're selling the game <laughs> but they've only been for some reason they've just only been showing story stuff when I think yeah I think I think what we, what they need to do maybe maybe they'll do this at Gamescom but I think yeah. what they need to do maybe next is like. Have their next next even if it's again like a a you know someone else taking the wheel and they're just 
driving the experience. Yes. But just like wander the city. Yeah. I think that's what they've been building in the last two years, because I think it was in 2018 around the summer where they confirmed you like they had like the full beginning to end of the game finished. Like you could play through from beginning to end. And I think the next the last two years of this is literally just going to be that. Yeah, just building the the depth. And that's kind of and it's like that's but that's the part they have to get right. They can have a decent story. But if it's just a, you know, like a deus ex, I I don't know if I'd personally be interested Hmm. because that already exists. Yes. Yeah, like those Deus Ex games, as far as I have understood, like have had decent stories. They're good, but the world around them just felt like an eighty-two percent on a Metacritic for a game like this. I really don't think they could afford. Oh, they can afford because I've already pre-ordered, for example, and I think a lot of people are just going to buy this because they're the Witcher people and they have faith in in CD Projekt Red. But like, I really do think that it's just them. They don't know how what they have in some ways, like, or or maybe they do, but they're saving that to closer to release when they give us that. Oh wait, you're in a car and now it's flying and you're flying through a fucking cyberpunk city and it's fucking amazing and all this shit's going. Maybe they'll save that for then because there is flying cars in this world and, and and it is an open world game that's confirmed. So at a minute you're gonna get a flying car at some point. And I'd rather they not waste time on flying cars and make it a better <laughs> open world game. I mean like I would much rather I'd rather shoot people on like the dilapidated subway. Oh yeah yes. Like it's of the reason I'm pointing it out though is because just in terms of like things that you can show audiences to sell them on your game, maybe they're saving their open world stuff because they have stuff that that, that are visually appealing that they can show later. Um I don't know. Because they do have I don't know flying cars figure. don't automatically make a game better. I mean Maybe just not. look at Final Fantasy 15. I was going to say Final Fantasy 15 is a perfect case where it makes it better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, moving on. Yeah, Carol, moving on. Cyberpunk. Um, all right, let's, let's go. On. So everyone thought that would happen, so we got swept on that one, which is kind of crazy. Well, from from software's new game be revealed, everyone thought yes, and that yes, we'll talk about Elden Ring later. Will Shenmue 3 be shown? <laughs> okay, so it was shown. But not during the main conferences. So it, on a technicality, we lost that bet. And uh, but it was shown. It I was, don't know. That, it was shown. Was it shown during E three? I mean, but yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, the wording of the question, it, it's it was shown. Yeah, it was no, it but it's, where it at the to top of bets. It says only apply to the main conferences. Other events do not count. It's what very would you top. consider main conferences? And on the right, in the original betting list, which is not this result one, I've got a list of what the main conferences are. <laughs> Mike, I think Bethesda. most people <laughs> would argue the PC gaming conference is a main conference. Uh-huh. Moving on to the next question. <laughs> Um, will Halo Infinite disappoint? I am shocked to say no. I think that was actually kind of cool. I mean, n- they're great I, at making cinematic trailers. They're yes. not great at making games, but they can make <laughs> like a movie trailer. That's, that's what we know about the developers. I mean, he, I mean, you say Shade Throne, but like, you know, Master Chief Collection, like they're still fixing it. I, I mean, you're not wrong. I, the thing is, I, for some reason, that that's that story trailer gave me um, respawn vibes. And I forgot that 343 is making it. That's kind of the, that's kind of the thing. Um, that it felt like a Halo game for a second there, and that's why it, for me it was uh, not a disappointment. However, I would say that looking back on it now, a week later ish, um, those graphics do not hold up. Like that's that does not look like a, a next gen game. That just no, looks, it doesn't. And 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 you say that like seeing that makes you know makes it look like you know it's like it's a Halo game. Um, 
I could be wrong here, and I want to go back and watch it, but uh, I would love to compare that to um, the teaser for Halo 3. Which one was that? Oh, because that... I want to say it was pretty fucking similar. Wasn't was the was the teaser for Halo Three where he uh, jumps out of the, like out of that space station? Or was that just yeah? The sim- yeah, that was fucking amazing. I... Hey, if they, and, if and, they and copy the best similar. Halo game, that's fine. <laughs> uh, is is three the best Halo? I'd say one for me. No, one not. is the best. It's the last. It was the last good Halo. Let yes. me put it that way. It was yeah. the last good Halo. It was, game. The, it was the last good Halo. Two is the only good one. Oh wow, that fucking more shades. Anyway, moving people, on. People would be angry. Will Arcane Studios show us what they're working on? We forgot they had. Well, we didn't know they had two teams. <laughs> right. So, so it wasn't this, the Dishonored guys, but Arcane Studios did show us what they're working on. Does anyone care about or looping looping world game? They didn't show any of the game. It was just I'm like the concept. What it might be, yeah. but yeah. Like I'm curious, like because you have the, the two characters who basically are trying to kill each other, like it's kind of Looper the game, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have no idea what the actual gameplay of that is, so it's hard to like get excited. It's about a two-person battle royale. I'm just that's like it literally. It, it reminded me of that uh, Project One v One that uh, Gearbox was working on before. What is wait? What is that? And what do you think this is going to be? I, I don't know what that is. Uh, Project One v One was a. Or I guess is I don't know if it's still <laughs> ongoing in some alpha state, um, but it was like a a one versus one arena shooter um, right. that that was like you had cards that you could get um, that would give you different weapons or abilities. Oh, okay. And you could totally buy those with real money, or you would be able to eventually. Do you think this is gonna be multiplayer? Oh god! No, yeah, it looks absolutely. like it looks story heavy. <laughs> it does look story heavy. I don't but know. It also, does, but it, it could still be multiplayer. I I, I wonder. This is where it could be interesting, is if it is story heavy, and it is multiplayer, and for each and it's level based is what they'd have to do, and for each level you choose which character you're going to play as, mm-hmm. or or maybe even from the beginning like for your campaign you choose which character you're going to play as, and every time you load into a level, it connects you with a player who has chosen the opposite, and you two are trying to go through your stories. Right. I mean. Okay, you know what? We could speculate on that further. We don't have time. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, maybe it'd be fun. That's a, do you guys think it'll be fun? That's the that's the big question. It looks fine. <laughs> I, you know, I think even if it is that, which is an interesting concept, I still yep. don't know if it'll be fun. Okay, we'll we'll find out. Will Starfield be mentioned? Another five pointer. Um, Another great decision by Cynic. <laughs> no, no, Elder Scrolls Six and Starfield not going to be mentioned, even though it's the only games people care about it. But yeah, no way. Uh, I was the only one who bet against. Uh, it, to be fair, it was only like an offhand comment at the end of a speech. And that's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Exactly <laughs> what it was going to be. Of course, it was. <laughs> Okay. You should have worded the question differently. No, no, I that's. Think. I also, I also thought that even that wouldn't be done. I thought it'd be even more like pushed under the rug. But uh, okay, apparently not. Um, they talked about Fallout seventy six. They're not pushing anything <laughs> under the rug. Yeah, was, but they just have to figure out why they had a conference, so they they brought that. Um, <laughs> okay, so a person, will a person dressed in an animal costume dance on stage? Yes. Cynic, it's like oh, you don't watch E three. It's like right? you never see E three. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I do like though how at the start of the that like dance segment mm-hmm. there wasn't one. There wasn't and then, like like there a minute wasn't. or so in, like he comes on stage like, yeah, remember me, motherfucker. It was just one dancing panda, <laughs> you fuckers. Why would you think there would not like it's it's E3? Uh, what? 
fuck? All right. Anyway, the dancing I, panda is <laughs> the only one who has outlasted Aisha Tyler. <laughs> you know what, wrong? I'm pretty sure he's been there every fucking year. <laughs> uh, this bet's gonna make it to next year as well. I'm probably gonna fucking. I mean, sure, now we know who we know who's in the, the outfit. It's Aisha. No, no, right? yeah. It is a very tall. <laughs> so it's actually panda. it's actually Mr. Caffeine. <laughs> oh God. Will a Nintendo executive be on stage during the Ubisoft press conference? Um, most of us thought no. I think, Doubleton, this felt like a counterpick on, on your part. Was this a counterpick, or did you think it would happen? Um, Counterpick. Okay, cool. Yeah, because it, it felt like uh, the, they'd already played that card, um, and, they, and they had, and it was not there. Yeah, like, it, it, was, it, was, it was more of a chance that somebody from Nintendo would show up on Microsoft's. Yes. Yeah. Um, than on Ubisoft's. Yeah, and it didn't, it didn't happen. Um, that was another five-pointer. Most people got that one. Uh, will gameplay from the next generation console be shown? This is another reason why Thurbleton won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, everyone thought so. Uh, we got we got a cinematic for a next-gen game, but we did not Wait, see... did we? Yeah, well, the Halo thing, right? But we didn't get... Well, that's cross-gen. I don't know if that counts. It would. It would for this betting special, but we didn't see any gameplay. And that's the main thing. So, like, we are. What if that was gameplay? You didn't. That'd be sad. <laughs> are you are you playing the the bearded bearded guy? <laughs> no, you're playing you're playing um, Master Chief, but he's he's not corporeal, right? Uh, so he's floating around <laughs> and looking at the life of the bearded guy, and then he appears. Yo, very interesting. Three very four three, just artistic genius. Yeah, that's they, they hired someone want. new. Cinematics. That's all people care about. Three four three. <laughs> So everyone thought it happened. Thurbleton counterpicked, I'm going to guess, and got a fucking 25-point swing in his direction. Uh, okay, moving on. Will X-Men feature in the Square Enix press conference? We actually kind of knew this going in. Uh, we all kind of, sorry, we all actually kind of figured this going in. It was definitely a um, it was a case where the Avengers game was kind of closer to the cinematic universe. We just didn't know how close to the cinematic universe it was. Like, they almost looked the fucking same. Like, Dur- Durin, were you impressed by that X-Men game at all? Or, oh, sorry, that uh, Avengers so game? Avenger game? Yes. Uh, I was impressed by how bad it looked. <laughs> For as long of a buildup as that game has had since its announcement. And you're a fan of Crystal um, Dynamics, right? Like, you're, you like Crystal yeah, Dynamics. Yeah, like their, and, and their games look great. But that game looks... Like visually looks bad. It's and I get like you know it's probably early to some extent though. Again, they've been working on this thing for presumably like the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. But and, and and so the more I've thought about it, it's possible that the reason why it looks why I think it looks bad is because those characters they look just close enough to the cinematic characters um, that they look like the Kmart version of them. that's dark but like they're clearly not like the story is its own story none of it is actually none of it takes place at all within the cinematic universe but for some reason they decided to not only model the characters themselves to look somewhat similar to the uh movie characters but also like they borrowed the outfits from the movie as well that's that's... making it look even more like it so like it's a weird thing it looks like marvel heroes i mean so it's a weird thing because the movies and these guys were all based on the comics the comics have a look for those characters and those books kind of do look like this like thor is in his comic like the i think it's the ultimates universe outfit 
But the problem is the movies were also kind of based on the Ultimates universe. So they were both drawing from the same source material, despite the fact that the comics have had so many reiterations and fucking like... Right, that's the thing. Like, they very easily could have just designed them... Yes. Like, there are so many different outfits they could have chosen. And again, it's a game where there probably are those other outfits. Yeah. Like, they are going to 100% have cosmetics in that game. Um, So why they would choose those to be the ones they show off to make those characters again, look even more like the theatrical characters. Yeah. But like not model them exactly like them. Like so it makes them just them. like, yeah. And it, it just, it didn't look good. They didn't actually show like they showed in game, mm-hmm. but there was, there really was no actual gameplay. Yep. Um, and, and, from what I've heard from people who have actually gotten, uh, I don't remember if they actually got hands on or if it was played for them, um, but the people who actually saw it being played, um, it didn't look much better than what we saw, and it. it I guess I pretty much only heard negative buzz about this game. Um, it yeah, was, I didn't hear really anything positive no. at all. I, it's, it's weird because like it feels like it's a grown-up version of Ultimate Alliance, but Ultimate Alliance was fun because it was kind of arcadey. Um, well, and not only that, but also like they're announcing it in the same E3 where they were showing off gameplay for Ultimate Alliance <laughs> yeah. Three, which looked great. <laughs> looks fun, yeah. Looks fine. Looks like an Ultimate Alliance game. This this one feels yeah. like it's um, not quite at the scale of Spider-Man from last year. And again, that's like another problem with this is that it just came off the year where Spider-Man came out and that game was by many accounts like right. incredible. And and it <laughs> and it felt like they were try like they like they played Spider-Man and they're trying to do that. Yes, but they but they don't have the chops to do it. Well, if they do, they didn't show us that. They didn't show us an open yeah, world. Yeah. They didn't show us like fucking they just thought, they focused, it was a bridge, they focused right? way too much on here are the Avengers. Let me tell you about who the Avengers are in case you don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like who doesn't know um, who the Avengers are? Yeah, I and then get once it. they it's move past Stark. that, they're like, it. well, and then once they move past that, they're like, okay, and here are the voice actors, and oh, they're going to talk to you about the characters they're playing. It's like, granted, on one hand, like I I appreciate that they are are highlighting and, and spotlighting the voice actors. Yes, I, that's something that I think needs done more often than it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Well, to have that be basically all you're showing for the game. This might be a question for like, Thur- Thurbleton because Thurbleton, you're a fan of Critical Role, aren't you? And I think they had some rep um, on that on that stage. I I am probably of the people here the most aware of Critical. Like when they when they cut to those voice actors, like hey, I recognize some of those people. Yeah, because like, they're the on the, they're on that D and D table. What do you? Right. And I, I was just surprised Matthew Mercer wasn't there. That would have been like a fucking uh, right. yeah like, <laughs> trifecta. <laughs> There were some 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 opinions uh, that I heard when the like it's like oh like I can't imagine I can't remember the guy's name but like the guy who's playing Thor like I can't imagine it'd be Thor like I totally could that guy's played a Goliath before okay that's cool because I, I haven't I, <laughs> I saw him I was like that doesn't feel like a Thor to me but well he looks like a Thor but like just his voice doesn't feel very Thor like but I bet he could do it I bet he's, he's a voice actor that's what he's paid to do but that doesn't look like Chris Hemsworth that's <laughs> not like Thor the, the kind of did. <laughs> He is very tall. Uh, I, my opinion on like the the Avengers thing was just like it. It felt like when EA announced that like you know they had p- partnered with Disney to make Battlefront, and like they just we saw ten minutes of 
people talking about being able to like you know artistic rend- renders oh, and God. excited about working on yeah. the, the project and it's like well show us the fucking game like man. what they what yeah. they showed from this game felt like what should have been like the second announcement of the game yes also yeah. i guess this is a weird question given that it's like it's an avengers game but are are they working is like is this disney approved or is this something else it's it is i think it's yeah yeah no totally is like they are, they are like they're telling their own, um, their own story. So like I would imagine right. it has to be Disney. Yeah, it's not tied into the cinematic universe, but it is right. Disney, like uh, like backed in the same way they backed Spider Man from last year. Right. Um, but it, and it's also similar to Spider Man is because it's its own universe. And and going back to Duran's point, like yeah, it feels like the second reveal because this time they focused on the story. And it felt like, especially with that like that bit with um Nolan North Except and Troy they Baker, didn't. like they focused on the characters. Yes. Which is crazy because yeah, we already know who Tony yeah, Stark like, is. It, it, you literally are releasing this in the year the end game came out. I think we all know who Captain America is. <laughs> like the, their final thing was Tony Stark talking to Bruce Banner. Like, oh my god, we, these are some of the most popular characters in the fucking world right now. We don't need to see that. We need to see, you know. Well, not, like not only are they, are they like the most popular characters in the world, but okay, you're at E3. Yes. We all know who these voice actors are. <laughs> yeah. We know who these guys are. We know how good they are. We've seen them playing off each other in Uncharted. <laughs> and literally pair. what you were highlighting is look how good these guys can, can play off each other. It's like we've seen that game three like, years ago. Like we're supposed to be impressed. Like granted, it was it was it was it was good. Yes. But but we've seen this. We know that. We yeah. that, that is a known quantity. Show me the things that are not a known quantity. It, it may as well have been Drake talking to Sam. I was like, why why is anyway. It was it was a misguided yeah, thing was, across the bottom. Doubleton. Also, like I believe from what I heard, uh, like you know, people talk like people who play the game or, or saw the game being played. It maybe the reason why they did that for the um, the conference was because the game's not that good. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's the <laughs> that's the dark truth. I I think you might be right. I think like the game might be just not. Maybe let's give them. But this I mean, also slide. by that same token, wow, a game based off of a movie slash comic book license is not great. That's that, exactly yeah. Not only that, we just haven't like, had a lot of those lately. That's, yeah, like that's you know, we, we got spoiled with Spider Man, and like yes. Crystal Dynamics is known for making good games, mm-hmm. so there was the assumption that this would be a good one of those. Yeah, but I think it's very possible. And this is just just before we move on, I, want, I just want to put this out there. I think it's very possible that you there is no good Avengers game out there. Uh, like it's because just because of the nature of that team, the fact that it's a five-person team, I don't know. Like if you ha- if you're controlling all four of them, that wouldn't be great. Like aside from the so the, they're they're going to be adding more char- characters too. Yeah, they are. This is a live service game, so like yeah. that that regard, like that doesn't really matter to me personally. Mm-hmm. Like because they're going to be adding more to this roster. Like the fact that it's five and you only can have up to four people playing, like whatever, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's more that uh, I think that. In any game where you have to work with Disney is going to be an uphill battle. Very possibly. And when you then are also trying to make that a live service game, it is going to be very, very difficult. And let's put it this way. I think the best Avengers game that can be made that isn't Alliance is if you give it to NetherRealm and they make one of those fucking <laughs> insane single-player fighting games out of it. And that would be it. W Avengers game. Anyway, moving on. Um, well, Castlevania being at, mentioned, mentioned in any press conference. No, um, I was tearing up, but that was expected. Will Tifa Lockhart? This is one of my favorite ones. Will Tifa Lockhart punch more than three enemies? 
that got close, Duran. That that got fucking. That got very close. I think the total was like five, four, five. Because <laughs> she, she did a whole lot of kicks. Yeah, <laughs> fucking whole lot of kicks. Duran, what did you think of Tifa, and what did you think of Final Fantasy VII? I think uh, that they did a good job of um, similar to what they've done with the other characters. They did a good job of updating her. While she looks not, perfect. Like dramatically changing it. I think she looks. I think a lot of people perfect. were. Well, I think a lot of people were like weirdly worried that they were going to go with the Advent Children um, design. Which mm. I say weirdly because, like, if they were going to do that, they would have done that with Cloud, and they didn't. They clearly mm-hmm. updated the old version of Cloud um, for the game. Yeah, and they did the same with with Tifa as well. Um, I also think that the people who are fucking creepy about it are still going to be happy. <laughs> so there's that too. Oh wow! I forgot how the Advent Children one looked. That. That's weird. That was the thing. So that's, you know, <laughs> real talk. That was the thing people were worried about with the Advent Children one. Okay. Is because they also reduced her bus size in that one and people were not happy I mean, they that. they they have reduced her bus size. That's because the actual bus size and the model when it was fucking PlayStation 1 is physically impossible on a human being. Yeah. But they, so for Advent <laughs> Children, they're like, they dramatically. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, they, they made it look they, like a normal girl, essentially. Instead right. of fucking teen. And that's the thing. Like, I think they did a really good job all around on yeah. redesigning her. Um, she looks fantastic. I was happy to see too that the cutscenes in this game appear to be in engine, um, because mm. when you when there was a scene with her and Cloud sitting down at the bar, and it did the, the kind of close up on her her hands holding her her glass. Yeah, um, oh, you could see the polygon count on her thumbs. Oh right, yeah, yeah. To see that this is clearly in it, you know in game models, mm. um, and apparently the way the game actually handles mo- the model stuff is when you are running around, um, it's using. Uh, I think it's I think it's when you're running around the world, it's using the cinematic models, and then when you transition to fighting, which is seamless, it doesn't go into another screen or anything. But I guess when you transition to to combat, um, it switches to I think slightly lower res models. Oh yeah, just to they can make sure everything um, for running. for that to keep the yeah to keep the you know frame rate good and everything. I think that's what Final like Fantasy that, 15 so. did. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a lot of just Final Fantasy 15 tech in this because that game looked probably cool. yeah yeah. Um, I don't know for sure, though. Uh, moving on. Uh, we'll get more to that if we get to highlights. We really do have to rip through this list. Will we finally leave Midgar? No. I was disappointed, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, will Bowser speak a fully acted sentence? Now, here's the thing. Bowser definitely spoke a fully voice acted sentence. Was it in English? No. <laughs> See, that's... I, that's... Next year, I'm going to pay more attention to the wording on your questions <laughs> because that was how I interpreted that 100. I, I it is it is also higher how I interpret it to some degree, and I will say that some of my reasoning for for ruling against this is trolling, but and and it swept everyone across the board. And no one thought he wouldn't, and he did. But but if you listen to Bowser during the Nintendo press conference, there was definite grammar, and he definitely finished. <laughs> There's a pause. He, he definitely spoke a sentence. Moving on to the next question. Um, will Tom Nook interact with a character in a currently unannounced video game? Um, we thought... I thought no. yes. You thought no. No's have it. Um, and that's only because you already knew about Animal Crossing. And that's kind of... The, that's what happened there. Um, did, did they do a skit with you giving... Like, they did a full Tom Nook skit, didn't they? With him fucking wrecking you for money. I'm pretty sure that happened. In this one here? Yes. Yeah, like the very end, they're like, hey, you know, he's like, hey, you know, uh, I have your bill for this, 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 and this, and it comes to a 
like a cool like forty eight thousand bells. <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, pay up or I'll kneecap you. Will a cartoony character cry in a video game? Yes, Vegeta. Nick has never watched Vegeta. <laughs> Piece of shit. What was that new? <laughs> I'm I'm convinced you've never watched E3 before. Oh, wait, <laughs> if it wasn't for Vegeta, I would have swept it. Like, that would have been a 25-point swing in my favor. It didn't happen. Yeah, I think... Well, so like... the, the best part was when... So we were, we were trying to decide if the male protagonist in 12 minutes was considered cartoony enough because he does oh, yeah. cry yes and yeah. literally as i was getting ready i was getting ready to type to cynic like i'll, I'll give it to you that he is not not cartoony, cartoony therefore it won't count yeah when cynic just messes me god damn it vegeta <laughs> <laughs> fuck you because i was like oh wait there's there's the whole kakarot thing and goku cries when krillin dies so i was looking for goku crying in the stupid dragon <laughs> dragon ball kakarot trail and then fucking vegeta's fuck like no. a little why bitch. would goku cry goku is known for being a terrible dad <laughs> You're not wrong. You just leave this kid around. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Moving on, um, will we see greater than or equal to two double jumps in a single demo? Durin, what do you feel about Doom? <laughs> How do you feel about Doom? Piece of shit. Boy, that wasn't the game I thought this was going to come up in. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Doom Slayer gets a double jump. What the fuck? He gets a double jump and an air dash. <laughs> Now, the weird thing is, I don't know if he needed it. I actually feel weird that that's in that game. Apparently, it feels really fucking good. Great. All right. Great. I, I, I and I think... guess, like, if you if you, if you you double jump an air dash to some monkey bars, that resets your double jump and air dash. What the fuck? This, this is not... This is... This, did Doom 2 have jumping? Is that what we're referencing here? Because I don't... That's just strange to me. No, it's just, like, first-person platforming. I it guess. It was popular in Doom 1. Was popular it? Yeah, they're they're like I mean, they're I weirdly mean, I mean, good Doom at it. Doom one is in the original Doom. I mean, yeah, like yeah. I'd, I'd argue that like yeah, it's that, that the arena era, like arena shooter era that like preceded Doom, like before Call of Duty and shit, mm. like that did have a lot of uh, air. Like you, you think about like Quake Arena, yeah, like that, yeah, right, the, yeah. Rocket, like, so it's where the idea of air control came from. Yeah, which is fucking fucking cool. On that point, though, Thurbleton and Noob, I'll start with Thurbleton. What are your thoughts on Doom? How do you how do you feel about this? Are you interested? Uh, I mean, like I was interested in the the first one. Uh, I the I wasn't I wasn't on board a hundred percent until the uh, giant bomb at night like talk with. Oh. Uh, can't remember who but like they basically asked him like hey are, like should we be worried concerned about like doom getting up its own ass uh and <laughs> like the guy basically said like no we're, we're we're walking that line but we know like we know not to cross it cool i well see like i i might have been concerned except jeff could not be more into doom <laughs> and jeff does not get excited about games very that's often good. but when he does i generally agree with him i mean the last time he got really into a shoot i think it was like titanfall 2 and i was 100 with him like that was that forget was right. fucking incredible it was a really good game really good game um new barama do you care about doom yeah doom looks great um i like the i like the first doom doom 2015 or whatever this is the weirdest um, thing because am i the I only think... one who is unsold by that demo like i've 
I saw it and I was like, this is not. I mean, it just looks like more Doom, but with more platforming and new yeah. enemies. And that's, and that's like, the I'm totally appeal of that game. Like, that's really the appeal like, of This game. Doom goes to heaven. <laughs> that's the part. That's the crazy thing. I was more interested in the story. <laughs> yeah, <game>. right? <laughs> I was like, like holy shit, lore of Doom matters suddenly. <laughs> I love the idea of the in, Doom in, in, a way the, in a way, the lore of Doom matters more to me than the lore of Wolfenstein. The lore of what, sorry? Of Wolfenstein, yeah. Of Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, Wolfenstein feels like it, it ran its course and Doom is just starting. Like, they're just get, they're, they're realizing what they've got with the Doom Slayer yeah. and making him like a religious figure. <laughs> I was like, fuck it, that's amazing. You, just, you keep going. Um, moving on. Skate four. Third, this was a counter pick, wasn't it? <laughs> um, I'm like a little bit of a counter, like mostly counter pick. Also, heart. He had heart. He I would love to see skate four. I'm, I would not play it, probably, <laughs> but I would like to. And I think I think that sentiment is exactly why they have not announced a skate four, <laughs> because that sentiment is shared by like ninety nine point nine percent of the people who. Skateboard yeah, we, we just want the people who want skateboard to have a good time. You know, that's all we want. And and Thurlton was all three willing, of them. <laughs> was willing to put his points against it, and he lost them for five points. Um, all right, will a video game character throw something that hits a camera lens? It did not happen because Sonic was not shown Thurlton. I saw your double double or nothing, and that's not. Well, he yeah. was. <laughs> he was he was in the the Olympics game, but he didn't throw anything. Moving on, um, hardware bets will Project X Cloud surprise us? This is another talking point. Duran, did Project X Cloud X Cloud surprise you? No. Moving on, we've got <laughs> Microsoft spend less than thirteen minutes on new Xbox. This is a huge point, but we're running out of time here. I think we kind of already touched on it. No, they didn't. Uh, 12 minutes and 2 seconds. They did not do enough this conference, in my opinion. Duran, do you think they did enough this conference? Absolutely not. I think they fucking dropped the ball, and they were the only ones playing. New Barama, do you think they had enough in this conference? I should have stuck to my guns on this. Very disappointed. <laughs> I could have gotten the fucking 15 points. 15 points! I should have stuck to my well, guns. So, real quickly, before we yes. move on, like, like I said about uh, like you know prior to, to, to this, like all they needed to do, to do was show a controller. <laughs> yeah, have some piece of hardware on stage. Talk That's about it. what they talked about, and then just like pull a controller out of your pocket. Let everyone take your pictures. It's the one thing Sony can't one up you on that you, mm-hmm. you don't have to be worried about. And they couldn't even do that. They, they did not. And apparently, according to, to according to Phil Spencer, they haven't even begun thinking about a name for it yet. He, here's the crazy thing, right? When I think back to the year before the PS3 was announced, or the year before the the PS4 was announced, actually probably the PS3 year that's more accurate, they showed us tech demos and shit. Like that's back when Phil Harrison was on stage and he showed us a shitload of ducks in a fucking um, like uh, bathtub, and right. I I would prefer that to nothing. Like, right, know? like and especially especially after after that leaked video came out of. Uh, uh, Sony showing off the PlayStation Five, like using Spider-Man, showing the, yeah. the loading capabilities, which is impressive. Right? I would have thought Microsoft would have would have done something similar themselves, just just to show, like, if nothing else, like we can do that too. 100%. If not, like we can do that better. Yes, because we have XCloud uh, backing our our technology. Um, that would have been even great. Like if they could have just done like a very similar thing, like, hey, you know, look, you know, and 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 point out exactly how quick their time was, just to like kind of jab at Sony, like our time is faster. <laughs> 
<laughs> which has me concerned. Yeah. With because with, I because I mentioned to you prior to the, the the conferences that what I thought they were going to announce were the things that they were sure they were better than Sony at based on what Sony had already put out because Sony's already put out some, some like solid numbers. Yeah. Um. And otherwise, if they if they knew they were not better than Sony, they wouldn't announce it. And the fact that they didn't announce basically anything tells me that they actually don't have as powerful a console as Sony does. It's either that or they think that they can turn public sentiment before it comes out. Because it's coming out full next year, because they essentially told us that with Halo. Um, but I don't know if they do. Like, I don't know if they have a lot... Like, they have... A, consoles live and die by their games. And if The Last of Us 2... Um, is up against Halo, where Halo you can play on PC anyway. If both of those are cross-gen titles, which they're probably going to be, I don't care about the new Xbox hardware. And well, and like to some extent, they've turned public sentiment a bit during this E3 with mm. Game Pass. Oh yeah, with, I mean they got a lot of us to sign up with Game. With the Microsoft ecosystem, absolutely. I'm with you. I think and 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 so I think that like to to kind of pile on that, if they'd have, you know they're already kind of turning people around on like hey you know this Microsoft stuff is actually worth doing. And then to give us a reason, those especially those of us who like did not buy an Xbox One, but then went ahead and signed up for Game Pass during E3, like yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, they sold you. Know, you give man. us a reason then to want to actually maybe have like consider their system because yeah. the, the thing is like you can try and say like okay, well you, you know you have the Play Anywhere stuff, so if you have this game on uh, PC, you can also play it on Xbox and vice versa. Uh, $15 a month gets you Game Pass for console, PC, and Xbox Live. And like that's great. But you're still not selling me on the console because $15 a month gets me that stuff. $5 a month, a month gets me Game Pass for PC. I don't have to pay for online, so that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And you've not given me a real reason to go ahead and buy the other console to care about paying you that other $10 a month. That's the crazy thing. Like... With Game Pass, you get every game. You get you get your Halo, right? Which means there's no reason to get the console because you're gonna get everything unless you your right, PC exactly. can't run it. Um, Doubleton, I didn't get to ask you. Do you think Microsoft? Why do you think about Microsoft spending only 13 minutes on the Xbox? Do they sell you the next Xbox? Um, the like the tech demo stuff, like the the. Like pros of the thing, don't, no, they didn't sell me on the thirteen, the, the just under thirteen minutes. <laughs> uh, the probably quoted by committee how much time was allotted, no more than thirteen minutes. <laughs> um, but like, it, it's also a thing of it's kind of why like PlayStation One this 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 uh, generation was. Mm. Uh, I have a lot of friends that are very much into xbox uh i don't know if i'll be getting an xbox given the fact that like they as duran uh was saying like the the cross-platform uh like nature of of microsoft and also of like the probably the next generation is probably gonna be a lot of cross cross-platform play mm. uh, i i will probably get more microsoft games than i would playstation games if it just means being able to play with friends uh but like I, I probably won't be buying a new Xbox. It, it, I think it's still going to be a thing of uh, a like until Stadia gets their shit together, a box, a, like a, a thing, a, a, a everyday like a salt of the earth human could buy, like get their wrap their mind around. It's like I'm going to buy this box. It will let me play these games rather than like 
it's the from what I heard from Steady it was very confusing of like you need to log on to certain browsers. Like, can you do it with your Chromecast? <laughs> yes, if you do yeah. these steps. Oh my god. For their that whole was, thing being like this is the this is a you know quick and easy way to get into be playing games. It sure was not very quick and, or easy. Yeah. Well, what do you mean I can't play Destiny Two with my friends? It's Destiny Two. And we, we kind of can't do that with Stadia. I kind of, nice. I kind of. Oh, that's really shit. But I kind of skipped over XCloud. But the reason it didn't surprise us because they didn't show us anything. Like they, they totally essentially skipped over XCloud. Um, and it, it felt like they did that to give um their next gen console some time. But my favorite comparison so far has been they compared this announcement to their um Xbox One. Whatever elite, what they call it, the, the the big one, the fat one, the the, the one that's the terrible. X, the oh yeah, Xbox One X. Fuck you, the stupidest yeah. name. The the Xbox One X was essentially the same presentation. Like you had to fucking zoom in on a chip on a fucking motherboard. You had people talking like that. It's stupid. Like we, we, it didn't impress us then. It doesn't impress us now. I don't know why you're repeating yourself. And it wasn't enough by sounds of things. Moving on. But more importantly, they <laughs> spent almost thirteen minutes. Uh, and moving on to the next one, they didn't reveal any specs. They didn't reveal any specs. What the hell? And, and I mean, it's it's funny because they have they they said the same things as Sony, where they they said the same things where they have their own custom SSD design that's going to like yeah. change the way loading but, times work. And but like the closest they got to specs was it'll be three to four more times more powerful than the Xbox One X. Yep. Which like in and of itself is somewhat impressive, but like, what does that mean? Exactly. It means nothing if you don't give numbers. Like this E3 would be like, in what way is it more powerful than the Xbox one X? Precisely. Like this E3 would have been different for me if we got like what I wanted. And the only thing I wanted was crowds because the, uh, it sounds stupid to say, but but hear me out. Like you have, um, the main thing about moving to next gen consoles won't be the graphics card. Like that is definitely going to be more powerful, but graphics, graphics card power has been proven to be diminishing returns unless you code to the metal. So like the only people who've gotten stuff out of it are people like Naughty Dog and like a couple of studios out there who really blow people away with very little, like the fact that fucking last of us two is running off essentially a, what was it? at, At 570 or something not not even like the, the old one not the current one like 72 or i feel the name is like five generations ago amd hardware is what that's running on but it looks like that um the, the graphics won't change that much until people code the metal but what does change is they're going from a piece of shit jaguar core to zen 2 which is the newest best shit from amd that also got talked about we won't talk about today um and that is like in a really huge architectural and not even architectural but like more like um power orders of magnitude change in cpu power and right p- people wonder why assassin's creed unity still looks amongst the best of the assassin's creed games it's because they had crowds and that was because they were developing it when before the uh, consoles were announced when they were still like had aims to go towards rather than um, actual consoles to work with so they built them for things with more powerful cpus than we end up with so what we had was an amazing beautiful france filled with people and fucking um, cloth physics and a bunch of shit that was going on all at the same time because it had that CPU horsepower to work with. But we got, if you look at the more recent Assassin's Creed game, you're in a city, but there's maybe a couple people on the street and they're all, and they're all walking, but they're not really going anywhere. Um, yeah, like with the, the, the current Assassin's Creed, what you get is you get, you, you get like, you get old Assassin's Creed, but then just kind of spread out. Yeah. How crazy is that, right? In, if you go back to Assassin's Creed 2, you're standing in groups of people as they're walking like in 
predetermined circuits around the city and and, and you you have that feeling of a city around you you don't get that in new assassin's creed what well, you, you get awesome assassin's creed games they get like massive open worlds and that kind of stuff and you can do that because of the ram that these systems have but ram isn't enough to give you crowds and that's all i really want to see i wanted to see tech demos it sounds like it's such a stupid thing to say but telling us it's four times more powerful doesn't tell me anything but if you show us right. a, a, like a city running in real time right, like the, the, the biggest selling point for the playstation 5 so far has been that leaked video yeah like showing us like yo look how fast we can fucking load this game that's incredible like look how fast we can move through that city with spider-man like, that's that's right that's insane. That side by side like that is that is that was impressive yes and they didn't and, and like for that they didn't even have to show numbers but no. they showed us what the system was capable of doing yeah and that's that's and crazy thing. microsoft managed to not show us anything about what the system is capable of doing and the funny thing is because they have the xbox one x i bet they're closer to their final hardware than sony is um which well is- and, and and the other thing too is is again with sony not being here this year like this was their chance and now that they they squandered it yep their next chance is going to be next e3 mm-hmm. when they're going to be showing up against sony and it's yep. it's has a potential to be a repeat of this generation. Think about it this way, and I'll, I'll, this is the point I'll move on on because transitions to the next point. But uh, we, this is an E3 where Microsoft officially, even though we knew it about beforehand, officially announced the next generation console, and Nintendo had a better press conference because of a couple of gameplay demos and a new Zelda, and that's it. That, that's right, which is insane. Speaking of which, though, <laughs> any last points before we move on? Because I'm going to move on to Nintendo. We need to get through this list. We're almost at the end. Okay, cool. Nintendo, uh, will Nintendo, this is the next bet for people keeping along. These are 15 point bets. These are the hardware bets. Will Nintendo announce a release date for a new Switch model? That did not happen. We don't know when they're going to get the, the, the rumored better Switch. And that's the curious thing. So, so it does sound like the, the, at least some of the reason why maybe this was delayed mm. um, was because they were moving a lot of their production out of China. Ah, that's interesting. Some problems in China. Okay, cool. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to buy a new Nintendo Switch, but if I was in that position, I'd probably consider it. You know, if they release a half-step Switch, I could see that being yeah something maybe worth going to. Yeah, Switch XL, like the equivalent of a 3DS XL model, but for for Switch, that's, that's cool. Um, or as you like, sorry, it wasn't it wasn't the 3DS. It was that uh, DS. The DSi. DSi, yeah. Yeah. Um, will Nintendo announce a weird accessory for an existing franchise? No, and that, that's one of those points. The ones I, I finally got some fucking points. Um, everyone thought they would. Everyone thought they'd have a Pokeball accessory, some garbage, but they didn't. And I, it was, a f- you know, he, he, here's the thing, Duran. Nintendo showed the mo- aside from the Bowser joke, they had the most class of any of them, and they won the E3. That's that's my stance. No they, stupid. you know, I really thought Nintendo loves their accessory. Uh huh. I mean, and I, I never would have, I never would have thought Nintendo would have recycled an accessory. Yep. But of course, you know, not only did they recycle it, they recycled it in the most possible. They took their Pokeball controller <laughs> and brought it over to this game. Like, hey, you can keep oh, your Pokemon shit. inside of this thing, and you can shake it and listen to your Pokemon and everything. You can't use this forty dollar controller as a controller. Oh man! But if you shake it, it makes the Pokemon sound. That's Moving on. Um, <laughs> well, Bethesda, this is when the long odds best is the 25 point bets. Will Bethesda, and no one thought this would happen except for Noob, will Bethesda <laughs> imp- conference impress us? Wait, wait, are, are we talking about the same show? Did you guys watch the the second Bethesda conference this E3? You mean the one in, in only your head? 
No, the one where they announced <laughs> and showed footage of uh, Elder Scrolls Seven and Starfield Two. Oh, the one from three years from now. <laughs> yeah, okay, I get you. Three years, you're being generous. <laughs> Uh, it's that great. Todd Howard apologized. And everything I, was, no, I didn't. I didn't even watch it, but I will still confidently say Devolver had a better conference than Bethesda. Uh, you know, you joke. Most people think Devolver had like the second best conference of E3. Really? Huh. <laughs> yeah, a lot really about this E3. Well, yeah, after after Bethesda, of course. Uh, will Nintendo feature um, at the Microsoft press conference? I'm surprised that they did not. But Microsoft surprised me in many negative ways. Um, will Hideo Kojima reveal himself? No, he did not. Sadly, I'm sorry, Thurbleton. I feel like you voted with your heart on that one, and it didn't go through. Um, <laughs> will Stadia be mentioned even on a slide during the Microsoft or Nintendo? No, but it came up in in Ubisoft, which I shouldn't be surprised about. But that's right. There. Will Todd Howard apologize? Okay, this one I pause on. Nubarama, would you consider Todd Howard even admitting that they had deserved? feedback and apology well here's the thing i don't even think it was just that it, he did that but at the same time he was pre- pretty self-critical I mean, about some of bethesda but but here's the thing though is like you're not wrong that he was they didn't make it he, he they 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 were self-critical but at no point and i knew this is how it was going to go with todd howard at no point did he say the words "I'm" or sorry. "we're." Okay, sorry. could I just say he said "I'm sorry" as much as fucking Bowser spoke a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> no, what he did is he did the most fucking corporate dance around apology I've ever seen. I think you can't make an apology. I think what what I saw is after that Elder Scroll sixty nine announcement and this between the Starfield two <laughs> announcement. Is he got on his knees and he did the Japanese bow? That's what I saw. Can't take I have, that away I have from me, Duran. Other, I have seen other companies go on stage and apologize yeah. for things that they have done. It has happened before. What company is that? He couldn't even fucking do that. He, he, aside from Sony, I'm pretty. I'm, I don't remember it, but I remember this happening. I think only Asian companies would do that. Maybe I don't think. I don't think. Um, most western companies but the weird thing is like the only the only other conference that had more dancing around stage was ubisoft (laughs) because they actually had a fucking (laughs) dancing animal on fucking stage i think um (laughs) i think what what um bethesda did was um was great i think they had a great conference all right moving on they had a great apology uh duran can you tell me what the doug bowser bowser joke was because i remember it i'm not sure if you do Oh yeah, no. The Doug Bowser Bowser joke was uh, uh, the the uh, Japanese Nintendo guy introducing uh, Bowser, the, the new CEO Bowser, and Bowser Bowser shows up, says his not sentence, uh, and well, then he, Doug Bowser uh, also, walks in and says he also showed up having stolen Donkey Kong's tie to look more. That's formed. true. That's, that is true. <laughs> he did. Uh, and then Doug Bowser shows up and makes. Uh, Joke something along the lines of like you're not uh, Bowser, I, I, I'm Bowser. I think you're, it's like I think you're the wrong Bowser. I'm the right Bowser for the job. <laughs> Fuck man, they couldn't. They couldn't fucking just leave it for a year. They just could have some fucking class. That's all I have. Okay, asked. you know what? You know what? We'll get to this <laughs> this in a little while. Wait, I'm sorry. But, but... You you wanted you <laughs> wanted Nintendo to have some class. 
given that like a couple of years ago they did like puppet puppet like Muppets. Yep. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were gonna say. <laughs> hey man, that was the most classy direct. <sighs> but no, like you want to say yeah. that like having having Reggie show up that that was a long shot. Yes, I'll give you that. I, yeah. I really thought that he was going to be there as a transition. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be the one to introduce, introduce Doug Bowser and then kind of sign off. But come on, like I yeah, like I told yeah, you yeah. before, like you had a chance to change it because I told you about this before <laughs> when they announced him as the new president. Yeah, he already had a Bowser. He had a fucking Mario <laughs> uh, toy tied up behind him on the shelf. So, so the only reason I'm letting this slide is because I I will accept. That the poor excuse of a joke they did was a joke. Oh, you mean the N- Nintendo joke? <laughs> You're not Bowser. I'm Bowser. In no other case would that be a joke. But for, you know what? We're moving on. Um, will there be a large-scale shadow drop? Yes, there was. There's a couple of, and this is released tonight uh, during the during the, the show. That was great. Will Final Fantasy VII remake get a firm release date during the press conferences? No, it did not. It came out in a, in the um, pre-show, yeah, literally fucking days before. I called it. I called it in the podcast. It's going to happen during the thing, um, in the concert, which is actually a, a whole other story. But we're not going to get into it. Um, will Watch Dogs Three have a likable main character? We'll talk about that later. Uh, I I believe it did. Um, then we get to the final bets, which is which no one got. But I'm just going to go through them quickly. Will Final Fantasy 16 be announced? No, it didn't. Will the Okatara tease the next project, which isn't Final Fantasy? No, it didn't. Will Gaben walk on stage to reveal a partnership with Microsoft <laughs> against the Epic Store? <laughs> I think <laughs> no. I want to live in your world, Therm. <laughs> did Bethesda have the best conference at E3? <laughs> yes, they did. Man, Starfield 2, Fallout 79. All of that looks so good. And, and that was just as uh, believable at, as everyone, anyone revealing a new Ape Escape game or Time Splitters, given that since Sony was not there. Um, there are, were bonus bets, uh, but we won't go into them. I will reveal the final points here. Um, this is sad for me because I, I wrote the, the, the bets in the first place. But uh, at last place is, is Self-Confessed Cynic with 231 points. Second last place, we've got Nubarama. 252 points. Well done, Noob. You, you, you picked me by quite a bit there. 20 points there. Dur- no. It's a low bar to clear. So <laughs> that was a very low bar to clear. <laughs> Bollard at, at, at middle, I'm going to say coming third, is Bollard, who sadly can't be here today. 263 points. Duran, doing a very good showing at 283 points. This is actually a pretty close show. But fuck me. When we we sat on the first day and all and me and Durin were at five and ten respectively and Darbleton <laughs> was at eighty-three. <laughs> we knew Didn't we think it was go. gonna be very close. <laughs> <laughs> Darbleton, congratulations, three hundred and twenty nine points. This is your moment to uh, to give a little speech as the winner of the E three ripoff betting special. What are your thoughts? Uh, really, I just want to thank the judges who uh, decided to instead of having like a a flat value for winning, uh, it was it was a proper split kind of thing. So yeah. by people hedging their bets of just like all betting the same thing, you just get them easily five points. Two people bet with you, you get eight. Uh, but if you are the if you're the the renegade in it, you don't lose that much, but you make so much money if you win it. Really, well, and not only that. You had the really smart strategy of not showing up during the conferences when we were making side bets and losing our fucking points terribly. <laughs> to each other. On horrible side bets, like, will Bayonetta be there? 
<laughs> that was a 20 point something, wasn't it? It was ridiculous. Um, uh, and I want to take this time to announce uh, Skate 4 is still not going to be a thing. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> um, moving on, this is the final run of the show. Um, we have highlights of E3, but each wrote them down. We won't be able to have time to go through all of them, but we will have time to, to give our top picks each and discuss them before the end. I think we only have like 40 minutes left here. Duran, what were your favorite things of the show? Do, do you want to just go through this highlights list? That's kind of what everyone's list is kind of on the air. Let's start with the first one. Keanu Reeves. I think, I think, I think, I think let's just go through... I mean, yeah, the things that matter on the highlights are going to show up on our games of show. Yeah, okay, Duran, go ahead. Uh, so let's maybe start with our games of show. Really? Let's do game show last. Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, well, let's start with biggest surprises. Yeah, let's do that. Duran, um, so for me, uh, some other people have some other big surprises on theirs too. So I tried to find something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have two on mine. Uh, the first one was uh, Trials of Mana being announced, uh, and not just like the original version, but like a new updated like they remade it yeah uh so trials of mana was uh god i'm gonna fucking butcher the name of it hang on uh, i have to look at the word in order to be able to say it out loud so trials of mana is saiken Densetsu t- uh, 3 which was never released in america oh okay um it was an old super nintendo game um, I... so they release that they're, they're releasing it in two ways it's as a part of the collection of mana which right. is out now which is already it's one out. of the shadow releases yeah or shadow drops um and then they're also re- uh, releasing a remake of it that's going to come out in 2020 and that looks fucking cool oh and that's like second century three is one of the games that like i remember remember playing and loving as a kid right i played like an english transla- translation rom um but I, I never like, got really finished it, and I always wanted to go back and play it again. Right. I don't know about like so the the look of the 2020 version's characters, like the dude with the orange hair and stuff. Like, I'm surprised this is on your list. I thought they're kind of. It's on my list because that was like that was my favorite okay. emulated game I played as a child, and so right. like the fact that it's getting remade in some fashion that is that does not look like a mobile game is mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, and then my other biggest surprise was Watch Dogs Grandma. We'll get to or that one towards the game TV. show. We'll get to that it one. It was a very show. good reveal. Thurlton, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you, what are your biggest surprises of E three? I mean, like, for, first off, to to, to do it, that was like the, the Watchdog's grandma was great. We'll get there like, in game show. We'll get there in game show. We'll get there in game okay. show. Okay. <laughs> uh, man, my biggest surprise was like Breath of the Wild two was. I mean, like, we don't usually get like the. I, I'm trying to think of continuing stories, and this, this is like the Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. Yeah. yeah, like this is kind of cool. Uh, I I still need to beat uh, <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Like arguably, Same. like <laughs> you know, I I got so, to the the desert boss and just said fuck this boss. Uh, but apparently, <laughs> I just need to get good, according to it's my not a hard boss. Uh, so the other interesting thing about that game, real quick, is uh, that there was a uh, an interview that went out after that trailer was shown. Yeah. Um, and they said that in terms of tone, because people asked based on that video we saw, uh, was this going to be like a dark Zelda or a darker Zelda? Um, and they said that in terms of tone, um, this game is actually going to be darker than Majora's Mask. That's okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you a hot minute here to talk Zelda. I have to grab a Coke. 
because I'm curious and I want people to hear him. What are your thoughts about this being a sequel? This, do you think Zelda is going to be playable? And how do you think it's going to treat that whole like post game world? I'm not sure if you've beaten it, but like, just give me your so, thoughts. Yeah, I don't think it, either, either of us have beaten it. So I don't know that we can really speak to I have, how it's going I have. to be you, post game world. You, you need to get good. <laughs> <laughs> be back. Thanks, Nick. Um, I know a lot of people's concerns with this one is like, you know, is it just going to like use that same Hy- Hyrule world? Um, but I think the way the way that trailer seemed to run and and the the kind of tone of it, I wonder if like this is actually going to take place in like some kind of fucking upside down world underneath Hyrule. That would be amazing because it it felt like it was um, underground, right? Like doing the kind of thing. Yeah, like they seemed like they were actually under the castle. Yes. Yeah. Um, when all that shit happened, and like it, it would be cool if they were on some like fucking weird like dark version of the or like some other world that exists below Hyrule. Hmm. Because, sorry, because it is a new world. Like, it, the, how they do Zelda games is that each Zelda is essentially in a whole different version of Hyrule. So we haven't seen this Hyrule before. Maybe this one does have presumably. Like, a, like we don't know because yeah. you know, the the Hyrule that showed at the end of the mm-hmm. we have totally seen that Hyrule. So, so at the end of the game, um, Breath of the Wild, you freed Zelda, and you're now essentially reassembling the kingdom. That's kind of the idea. Um, the and and that's sort of, when I thought. Sorry, when I saw that there'd be a sequel, um, I would. Sorry, if I was told there'd be a sequel, I'd assume it would be reassembling the game, and just doing that whole thing with like going to each area and maybe like kind of doing that again with like. But you t- this time you're winning over the people there. But it seems like they're going a whole new direction with this like whole darkness and like this weird undead threat kind of thing they hinted at in the trailer. Um, and I think you might play as Zelda. Like I think that's that's a very possible. Yeah, I think thing. that seems like a real possibility, and yeah. that that would be that would be cool. Um, and also because you had Link and Zelda there, mm-hmm. do a two player thing with it. I play as Link and Zelda. That would be really cool. I'm personally hoping for like a God of War situation where Zelda's just with you. You pick one and the other one's just with you at all times, but you're building both, like both have a skill tree or whatever, both have equipment. Um, and, and they, then you, they actually like fight with each other in, in combat. That See, I'm actually, I, I'm, I'm hoping knowing Nintendo that they will go the two player route. Um, partly because I think like, hmm. uh, my son is just now getting into playing, uh, oh yeah, of the Wild. that's great. Perfect. Um, and so, like, yeah, it's perfect timing, and I think that would be really cool because then when that comes out, like, we can actually play that game together. Yeah, and and see the whole story through. That'd be really cool. It'd be great. How about they can do both? Like, that's very possible as well. Like, they yeah, yeah, and that'd be really really cool actually. Um, Zelda is one of my biggest surprises of the show as well. But that said, thank you, Thurbleton, for having it on your list. Tell us about Double Fine. Were you surprised? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just. I, I can both see it and uh, at the same time it was a big surprise. It's kind of like the the <laughs> aforementioned like everyone knows the Keanu thing. Um, <laughs> that was like a big surprise and yet people could totally see that coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just double fine. I I they seem so much as like they like they got out as a company as like an independent company working for indie devs doing a lot of publisher house kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, San Francisco is really expensive, y'all. And <laughs> like uh, Telltale went down like uh, earlier. It was this year, right? Earlier this year, Telltale went under. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And like they, they're also San Francisco based, or were San Francisco based. And like, I I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, kind of stuff. But like for them to like it, it was a lot like Giant Bomb going to GameSpot kind of thing, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah. 
like they like no. he would never sell his company to another company. Like that's crazy. He like but yeah, he it's double fine. It, works for Microsoft on, now. Based on the re- releases they had or or lack thereof the years, um, it really kind of feels like maybe this was this was the choice of like you know go with Microsoft, who you know not the worst uh, company to get bought by in, in, right now. Um, or, you know, maybe they were possibly looking at shutting the doors or at least laying off staff because, like, they have not had, like, a big breakout game in a while. So this this is our like opportunity. Said, it is very to, expensive to maintain there. This opportunity to talk about it, and, and during you mentioned it earlier, but I'm hoping up to the field anyone can talk. Uh, Psychonauts 2 is what they came out with. Like, I like their joke about, um, we'll do anything for you. We'll make uh, know, Windows skins or whatever the fuck. They throw like four <laughs> things people were actually legitimately worried about and they, they turned on the cheesiest line ever. No, we just want you to make good games. And I kind of laugh because right. I don't like double fine games. But Duran, tell us about Psychonauts 2. I, I am not the person to talk about Psychonauts 2 <laughs> because I didn't play the first game. You just wanted to mention um, it. <laughs> I'm just hopeful that, yeah, well, I mean, they announced it. It's the, it's the thing they came out to announce. Yeah. They were not announced. It, it, it had been announced before. Yeah. But they came out um, to show it. Like, it was a decent 3D platformer um, that was good, like, puzzle games. It, it was kind of... It reminded me a lot of, like, 90s. Uh, like, you know, it, it's you're going to, like, you know, the summer camp, but it's for psychics and uh, was just, like, kind of like Gravity Falls kind of thing, if that were a video game. It mm-hmm. reminded me a lot about right. that, like weird, mysterious stuff. You, uh, well, and they, also... They did, they did a good I job of updating that art style to mm-hmm. still look like that, but like look good. Yeah. Uh, like, so long as the game isn't 30 hours, as long as it's like, you know, 12, like sub 20, I guess, I'll probably pick it up. Uh, but Nice. Yeah, it, it seems like it's going to be fine. Fine, fun game. Like, like the, a double fine. Yeah. fun. Oh, oh, don't. But the, And then the, maybe... <laughs> Maybe now that they have Microsoft money, they can visit Brutal Legend like they've wanted to oh do. Oh God, deplete! Oh God, I didn't like that game at all. But th- that's oh, kind but, of... but so here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. They have they have all these years of people saying telling them what you know. You guys should have made Brutal Legend, but just oh, that God. first part of the game. That maybe this time they will make Brutal Legend, but just, just be that, that first part of the game. <laughs> no RTS at all in there. That would be. And really then I think cool. it would actually be a legitimately good game. I like the first part of Brutal Legend. Yeah, that first part was great. <laughs> Really... As soon as it fucking went to an RTS, I fucking dropped that Fuck game all. so hard. Um, but like the, I think that's the good point. Like, um, and maybe Thurbleton, you want to speak to this, but uh, you don't have to. But the idea of them having the money and time from having Microsoft backing, like if 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 my if sorry, the way Sony runs their studios is they essentially go, you just do what you do, and we'll only step on your fucking shit if you you're running long. And even then, for people like Polyphony Digital, they just let them run. Like they fucking twelve years became between games. We never fucking see anything. Or what was it, like um, Lost Guardian, where it just fucking disappeared for a whole fucking generation. Like they they let things run. Um, the good thing about this is maybe Double Fine, given that same treatment by Microsoft, which they hopefully do, uh, they could come up with something pretty great. Like aside from the Psychonaut things, that I'm not interested in. But Double like, a, do you feel like that's the direction Microsoft goes? What kind of warm and funny vibes, if any, are you getting? From this um i mean like it, it's uh, i'm seeing with partnering with microsoft they get access to a lot of stuff that is just like helps a small team that doesn't like it like oh great we can have like we don't like we can get people to help with like you know art or like programming kind of stuff who aren't living it's the fact that they're in san francisco and they're like they need to be a team of 20 people right. and all the stuff that's um 
I'm sure like they've tried their best to get really good at like the production side of thing and and, and a lot of the the like uh, the aspects of being a game development studio that are expensive. Mm. Uh, but it's really just being able to get like I, I don't know partnering with other teams in different cities. I, I don't know how to put it, but like do you get like do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and also that tech infusion from being part of that Microsoft like organization. They might not Tech have to... infusion is a good way of putting it, yes. Yeah. Um, with that, Nubarama, moving on. Tell me about how Todd Howard's apology was the biggest surprise of E3. <laughs> I just think, like, it's hard, right? Uh-huh. Elder Scrolls 69, the first pornographic mainstream studio release, was was pretty surprising, but I think all, all, all it's joking... either that or, or the Todd Howard. So all joking aside... I would say probably Flight Simulator. I would say Flight Simulator. Okay. I didn't <laughs> think that they would announce fucking Flight Simulator at E3. No, yeah, I fucking Xbox's press conference, no less. Like, not at like. I I don't know what I was more excited about the fact. I don't know what was more surprising: the fact that they showed off Flight Simulator as a like big thing at E3, or the fact that I was fucking stoked. It looks great. I remember when I. I still have my box copy of Flight Simulator X Deluxe Edition, which I bought (laughs) when it first came out, and. I'm not even joking. It's sitting there. They had um, it was. It still runs like shit on my modern <laughs> computer. So that says a lot about. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, it seems like their um, Microsoft has really pushed. Maybe this would be a separate discussion for another show, but like pushed into PC gaming in a really great way, and they've yeah. been earning all these brownie points from all the rabid PC gamers. I mean, and Microsoft are the good guys. It's so epic. That's bad now. So Flight Sim is also my biggest surprise of show, aside from Keanu, who's um, where where. I've never played a flight sim game. Like you played it, I haven't. And I've, I'm in the aeronautical industry, and I don't really care about flight sim. Like I think when I finished my aeronautical engineering degree, I cared less about planes than I started because <laughs> because the magic goes. You know, like you learn about it, and sure, the magic yeah. goes. Um, but those shots of like flying over Dubai and it just being like realistically lit. Can we just talk about how fucking good this game looks like the lighting engine? It in looks this fucking game. I mean, yeah, it has the, to be the, RTX. The, uh, satellite imagery they use and everything. Like it's, it's insane. The level of detail they were able to get in this world. That's the part of it. Like, I, I don't know if it was RTX because I, I honestly don't think you could do that with ray tracing today. Like we're not, our computers aren't strong enough to do that with ray tracing. I think that is, classic global illumination but with hdr like a legitimately good lighting engine behind it and it does look fucking beautiful i want to play it on my my oled and just i i hope they continue (laughs) it as a simulator my biggest worry is that with the xbox thing it's just like i like flights fsx was maybe fs 2004 is close was the first one that was was really gave a lot of options you Mm. could play it very very simulatory. I mean, in the manual, it's literally like, are you new to flight simulator? Um, are you like an experienced flight simmer? Or are you a real life pilot? Try, like, those are the three <laughs> options. And so I'm like, I hope they have a wide range of um, of difficulty and, and realism and simulation. And yeah. they don't opt to sort of bottoming out at a fairly, like compared to what's on, you know, like a, a Forza, I, it's more simulated. But I, I, don't, I don't want another X plane. Like well, I, I don't think they, I don't. I don't think they will because like they created another platform for that. That was Microsoft Flight, right? Like that was kind of their more dumbed down, like casual friendly 
flight game. And I feel like 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 this if this was going to be that, they wouldn't have called it Flight Simulator. Yeah, I hope so. I, I have faith in Microsoft, which is which is a weird thing to say. I have. Yeah, so it is a very <laughs> weird thing to say. I right. I think uh, they've on a public relations standpoint, I think they've in the literal last like year and a half. Yeah, they've made huge strides to and convincing PC gamers that they're like, hey, we're we're actually interested in your money. This this is the classic thing, and it's why competition is so important in this industry. Is because when any company, Sony, Microsoft, it doesn't matter who it is, is on the ropes, they actually start doing good things for people. <laughs> right. Like yeah. three years ago, would you fucking believe that no. Microsoft is like the last bastion of PC gaming <laughs> while Epic Games is going to destroy? Like, that's crazy. No, it's like well, it's unbelievable. Like, like, like Microsoft are the good guys, uh, Epic Games are the bad guys. And Steam is like, okay now? <laughs> And Steam, well, Steam is like, like they don't care anymore. <laughs> Gabe Newman has in, made yeah. Gabe New- Yeah, he's made a lot of money. They, they he doesn't. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care anymore. Gabe's just fucking rolling in porn games now. Yep. Yeah, he doesn't care. <laughs> and knives. Um, moving on yeah. though, I, 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 yeah, that fight sim game. Uh, but I did want to talk to you for a hot second here, Nubarama. Um, I wanted to use this opportunity to say, like, what did you feel about Fallout seventy six? You're the Fallout guy. Uh, do you think I've never played it? But when it's coming out to um, when it's coming on Steam, that's literally the only reason I didn't buy Fallout seventy six because oh, really? I don't want to use more. I, the thing I'm most excited about in the next couple months is going to be GOG Galaxy two point or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah, because yeah, yeah. I the reason I don't play any of my Origin games isn't only because that Battlefield five is shit, Battlefront <laughs> two is shit, but it's just not on my library. I don't open that shit. Yeah. So I think. With the NPCs, it seems like they're genuinely surprisingly committed to at least playing on this for a couple more years. Um, if it'll probably be on sale, so I'll probably pick it up then. Wow, but I would not be purchasing it full price because it is not a good game. But <laughs> I hear, I hear the amount of commitment on like all of well, I mean, it's like the same level they're putting it into ESO, which is kind of crazy, but. Yeah, uh, I'll give it a try when it's on sale. And the other one is yeah. Fallout 76. <laughs> but it's like I if they keep putting money into it and if and it eventually they're adding NPCs now, they're mm. adding all of this stuff like it's bound to be a mediocre game and <laughs> I like Fallout 4. So the, the that's, fact that that's they the fucking bar. announced the fact that they fucking announced NPCs and then actually waited for a a applause break well, considering like, that crowd, I don't think that was a surprising oh decision. To no, take. they they totally used pre-recorded fucking crowd noise, man. That just that didn't sound. No, there. I think some of the people were like to the ire, like they were griefing. I oh don't think God. they were serious. <laughs> that was dark. Uh, anyway, I just want to get that Fallout seventy six update. Moving on, um, that's pretty much all the biggest surprise of E three. And just to go through, it's Flight Sim, Trials of Mana, Watch Dogs. We'll get through in a second. Breath of the Wild two. Double fine and um, the Todd Howard inevitable apology. Moving on. Best moment of E3 2019. Let's take this to talk about that hot fucking Kriana Reeves action. Um, who here remembers the moment that it happened? Because I do. I've, it's probably my my most memorable thing. I believe, about I believe my yeah. I believe my exact words were just "holy shit" over and over again. <laughs> because so. 
it wore off, right? Like, I, f- I feel like since because it was so overplayed, everyone was so surprised. Everyone just like communitively got together, celebrated, and then got over it. I think that's what it feels like. I mean, happened. to be fair, it wore <laughs> off when fucking your breathtaking became a meme overnight. Yes, exactly. I think uh, people who think they're funny, um, Doubleton, can bring that up sometimes. And it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like no. no, honestly, though, I really love Keanu Reeves. I just watched, um, John Wick 3, like, a day before the E3 Quest conference. So it was, like, doubly meaningful. It was like, oh, sick. That's just fantastic. There's no better person they could have gotten to um, to be a front man for their thing because everyone likes Keanu Reeves. And, and, I, and I still maintain they should have. They have never should have forgotten him after The Matrix. Like, he's always been excellent. Um, but either way, like, yeah, great to see him on stage. Great to see that he's just like an old man and he doesn't know video games. Like, oh, there's like this thing about when game changes when you make decisions. I'd never heard about that before. I'm like, okay, Keanu Reeves, you're cool. Um, but yes, he's just wonderful. And how interesting, does anyone know the cyberpunk universe? Because is was well, Silverhand guy actually important? His character, it sounds like, is a mix of Neo and Ted from Bill and Ted. Based mm-hmm. on the description I read, read of his character, really, I have so no they idea. Could not have cast that. <laughs> Maybe that's why they thought of him. Um, I, but the biggest thing from that, aside from Keanu Reeves, was when he said um, something about like uh, how you doing samurai or something. And it turns out your name is samurai. Like that's on your right thing. That's really weird. Like I, I don't know. Just going to go back to cyberpunk, but I just found that strange. Like that's a strange thing. Well, to it, so in in an evolution. In the world, um, those who are acquaintances in some regard, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know a little bit just reading up about Carrie's character, but I do recall that, that they were associated in some way, um, and that Carrie's character literally basically was him. Oh, wow, we just got a lag spike, and I missed almost all of that. Now it's back up. Yeah, again. I thought it was just me. I think it's everyone. Okay, we're good. Uh, we might just hot, just just switch the server for hot second. I'm going to switch it to US. It'll just take me a second. Server settings overview. Once again, recording a podcast across multiple <sighs> countries and continents. US West. This is wave changes. This is why we don't do podcasts. <laughs> That's a lie. We're going to come back. We're getting back to this. Should be updating now for a second for everyone. I'm still on green. How's everyone feeling? You still here? Uh, I think yeah. I'm good. Cool. Uh, I am on green. Duran, can, can you repeat that about the fucking silver hand guy? <laughs> I was just saying, like, I, I, uh, I've not, I, I, I don't know a lot about the cyberpunk universe and what I've read about uh, Keanu's character. I've forgotten most of it. Um, mm. But I, what I do remember was that he and Samurai are acquaintances in some regard. Oh, is Samurai like an established um, character? Yes. Or, oh, yeah, Samurai okay. is a character in the cyberpunk world. I had no idea. Um, and those two are, are acquainted in some way. Um, right. And that his character is like they literally could not have cast a better person for that character based but, on the description I read. But is wait, so I thought the cyberpunk world took place in like 2020 or something. Uh, Yes. Oh, so they're just moving that. They're probably just moving those characters into this right, world. Yeah, right. That's actually that's a great idea, and and I'm not sure if you guys knew this because I I know this because I pre-ordered, but the game comes with a rule book for Cyberpunk 2020, which is pretty fucking cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, all right, moving on. That's Keanu Reeves. Does anyone have anything else to say about Keanu Reeves? Because I think that's being played on the internet by now. But it is my favorite moment. Uh, he's breathtaking. He is breathtaking. 
Um, <laughs> moving on, uh, my so that was the, Keanu was most of people's, but I hit the things that weren't Keanu. We've already talked about Flight Sim Thurbleton, and, and that was his best moment um, for aside from Keanu Reeves. Mine, I'll, I'll just want to take a moment here to talk about Elden Ring. Um, it might be my game of show, despite them sh- us knowing about it beforehand. The reveal being totally spoiled. The picture of the fucking thing, which is like the reveal of the trailer being spoiled. And um, the fact that George R. R. Martin leaked him fucking self working on it like a month ago. Despite all of those things. Well, and, and, and them really not showing anything about what the game is. Correct. They're not even showing gameplay. Can, can we talk about Alden Rings? Is Has anyone else read or watched The Lord of the Rings? Yes, <laughs> it lo- I think they're they're a little similar. I mean, don't you think? No, that's the guy thing. is the guy is literally like an elf making a ring. <laughs> that's that's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so, so the beauty of that is, first of all, you're not wrong. Okay, <laughs> the imagery. No, no Noob, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, this is totally different. <laughs> this one's gonna have dragons. I promise. Oh, okay. <laughs> but here's the thing. So, so there's a there's the 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 Dark Souls community has this guy called Vati Video, and Double Tim will know him intimately. Um, oh, I. That the uh, but he does these deep lore dives on Dark Souls game, and he is, he's done like one 15 minute video on on Elden Ring. I think he's guessed incorrectly, but uh, like some of his guess, he's just guessing, and some of his guesses I think are totally off. But um, the fact that that what they have really revealed about the lore of this game sounds incredible. It is a open world game made by Front Software, which is already like you can argue Dark Souls is open world, and even they're cagey about what kind of open world it will be. But already like even if it's some kind of open world and they're calling this open world when they don't call dark souls open world so it has to be more open than dark souls that by itself is fucking incredible to me that's like a crazy cool idea second thing it's in a western setting which is new from software so just they went from well kind of not really okay you can say it's old because uh bloodborne is you can arguably say that's a western setting but it's not western fantasy it's western like dark fantasy they're going no sorry it's western um like uh what do you call it uh, the Illithid, not Illithid, the evil dude. Cthulhu, Eldritch Horror. Eldritch Horror fan- fantasy. This is going to be more like a Eldritch, so a Western, like um, Lord of the Rings slash Game of Thrones esque kind of fantasy. Yeah, very Lord of the Rings esque. Yeah, yeah. Um, weird. And they we got talk- the ring and the elves. They, they talked about how uh, they're bringing back all their own character designers, which is why all the characters look fucking amazing. Like the, the Valkyrie with the red hair and putting on an arm. That looks incredible. Um, it, it hints at the mechanic, which I bet is going to be like you essentially just have limbs and you can swap your limbs and that. So instead of like rings and like armor, you're just like literally changing out parts of your body, and that's how you like because they've also revealed I mean, this like, is to- totally not like Sekiro. Then, well, that's the thing. So unlike Sekiro, which is more of an action game, um, they're uh, saying that this is going to be more RPG like, like the Dark Souls games. So it's going to have stats. Probably it's probably going to have like it's going to go back to that kind of roots in in that way. Um, Sekiro is very much a like there's no stats. It's only got a skill tree. It's got a couple of skill trees that you can go into, and they just change what your um your essentially your your action skills do. Whereas Dark Souls, you're more like actually stat building, actually changing how much you roll, actually how much damage you do, what weapons you can wield, and that kind of stuff. It's way more RPG esque. It's going back that way. Um, overall, just like everything about this is sounds great to me as a Dark Souls fan. But number one thing I have to say is that fucking music and that fucking trailer was god tier, <laughs> like absolute 
unstable god tier. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> Thurbleton, any any points as the other big Dark Souls guy here? Uh, I mean, like the the, the music was very good. Um, <laughs> I just want to say that. that. <laughs> it like I I haven't done a lot of the Dark Souls things since Dark Souls three. Mm. Like I, I Bloodborne, I enjoyed, but like uh, Sekiro. Sekiro never grabbed, like didn't grab me. Mm. But I think it's just like yeah, the medieval fantasy things. Sure, elves and rings, whatever. I want a sword <laughs> and shield. Yes. I'm with you. I want a sword and shield. And, and um, last point, I think so the, the story behind, behind the Elden Ring, Nubarama, just to, on your point is it is a, it's not like a ring. So first of all, that blacksmith isn't a making a ring. I think he's making armor. He's making the arms and shit that the, the lady puts on herself. Like, so he's closer to a blacksmith in the older Dark Souls games, the one in Sekiro. Um, so that's him. Uh, he's also the one speaking, I believe. Body video disagrees. But the Elden Ring is like this force in the world itself that maintains something, like either order or light or like life force. Or, or like the Eye of Sauron. No, that's entirely different. And it's gotten shattered, and that's changed the world, which is why everyone's like breaking apart. So it looks like people are made of stone or something. There's like fissures running through their body and stuff, and they're like their their hands and stuff are like decaying um, because of this Elden Ring being broken. And it's about bringing the Elden Ring back together. That's kind of the idea. Anyway, that's I just I just wanted that deep dive. I wanted that one deep dive for myself. Thank you for giving me that moment. <laughs> uh, of course. Noob Rama. Oh, you just had the Bethesda press conference. Okay. Do you have an actual best moment, <laughs> Noob, before um, we move on? I think I think I did laugh out loud when um when Watchdogs the uh, the grandma. I think that was probably oh, so my good. best moment. So here we go. So one of my some actual game shows is Elden Ring, but now that we've talked about that. Watchdogs Legion, let's open it to the field. Um so I don't trust Ubisoft, man. I don't trust, <laughs> I, I don't trust Ubisoft. So, so, I, so, so, yeah, like, I'm on two minds on, on Watch Dogs Legion. Like, I was super fucking impressed by what we saw of that game, and, mm-hmm. like, that concept seems really fucking cool. On the other hand, I I remember Watch Dogs 1, and that concept seemed really fucking cool, and I was super impressed. And I looked back recently, and I'll, I, I'll actually pull it up here. Um, when Watch Dogs 1 came out, uh, let's see here. Watch Dogs. I played uh, 96 minutes of it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, so it's worth cautious the optimism. Okay. All right. I, I want to point out that um, so the, the Ubisoft bet for Watch Dogs uh, was a 25-pointer, a long-shot bet where uh, you got your points. Usually I make those because it's impossible for them to happen or very unlikely that they happen. And the bet was, would Watch Dogs 3 have a likable main character? And before that, we'd already had the leak where we knew that it's very likely that they wouldn't have a main character. You could play anyone. And even and my, my concession to Duran at the time was that if any single fucking one of those characters are likable, then I'll give him the fucking points. And not only does it open with essentially Jason Statham. <laughs> not right. quite, but essentially. But um, Thurbleton, this is your time. Tell us about the Ninja Grandma. <laughs> Well, she's not exactly a ninja grandma <laughs> as much as she'll walk up to you and then uh, ask if you want a Werther's original, pull it from her bag, and instead it's a taser and she takes you out. 
<laughs> so the best part about her, like, she's not a ninja grandma, but so each of the different characters do, do have a class associated to them. Yeah. And from what I from what I saw, I believe she is actually hacker grandma. Oh, fucking sick. Good. Her class is hacker. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like it is the if like Assassin's Creed's all about like hiding in the shadows, yeah. hacker grandma is actually like she through social and like engineering of people and all that. She's just sneaking around just being an old lady. Yeah. Like she was literally walking down the street with some weird fucking mask on with her gun out and no one fucking cared. <laughs> That's why I thought she'd be the stealth class. Cause no one is suspect of fucking grandma. She was, <laughs> she was one of my favorite things about all of E3. Like that. Oh, so good. They nailed her. Like she, when she drives away, she's like chop chop. Like she did. They yeah. <laughs> somehow Ubisoft found some good writers and not only did they make the cool Jason Statham guy, but they made that character I think that every character they showed for Watch Dogs uh, Legion was actually kind of impressive, right? Like, I, I, I'm the, not... the last one was impressive in that, like her her animations were impressive mm. as a character. She maybe was, yeah, maybe wishy washy. I didn't hate her, uh, like, even if she was the main character. No, I didn't mind her. She mm. just was like she was putting her up against the other two guys. She was incredibly or the other two characters. She was incredibly forgettable. Yes, she was forgettable. She wasn't bad, but she was forgettable. But the first guy, yeah. I was immediately in love. Like, it, it didn't open with Grandma. It opened with this dude um, hanging up against the wall. And the moment he talks, I don't know what voice actor they got, but it sounds like someone familiar. It's not Jason Statham. But that kind of, like, uh, ripped straight out of um, the Guy Ritchie movies, like your, your lock, stock, two, two smoking barrels, or your snatch. One of those people just, like, ripped out of those pages, put on the screen, and it just feels so something about being london and being that kind of gangstery kind of fucking old grizzled fucking asshole um i love it and that was just the first character they showed so overall like the people here what do you guys think about the legion concept like how do you think you're going to play it if you play it go ahead Darren, if you want if you, if you i i i Again, like I'm, I'm consciously optimistic for it. I think that concept. I'm more optimistic after I heard uh, Brad when he came back from his demo with it. They, mm. they did confirm that like, not only are there classes associated to each character, um, but also like they did confirm that the way that they're pulling this off is voice modulation. Mm. Mm. Um, so they have a handful of of voice actors and they just modulated those voices. Now that said, uh, they did. Um, I want to say that it was something along the along the lines of like twelve different versions of the script. Wow! Um, so that like in any in, well, because in, in any cutscene, it's going to be completely different depending on which voice actor character you're you're playing as. Great. Um, and and potentially you know maybe who, you know who has died recently or or whatever. Um, so apparently there is a lot of voice acting in this game, even though they're doing the voice modulation to obviously keep it within the realm of possibility to have everybody be voiced. Yeah. And this is one of those things where when I talk about like, even though this is current gen, this felt, this is the only thing of E3 that felt next gen to me. Like the ability to pull off this many different iterations of a world where you can, where it feels like it's totally different depending who you're playing as, but also be able to play as fucking literally anyone that felt, that was actually legitimately technically impressive in the order. But then I realized two things one it's it's very similar to um shadow of mortar where you have all these characters and you can kind of you recruit them along the way because you're kind of doing the same thing you're recruiting a small army um a small army but still an army and, and, and that's say a legion of people 
Yeah. That's it. God. Yep. Okay. Moving on from that. Um, Pee Wee. Uh, <laughs> fucking. You're a dad, so you get to make dad jokes. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, yeah, so making this small army, and it's very much like that, but also reminded me a lot of playing. And this is why I probably will not play this game, by the way, even though I'm very impressed with it and might be amongst my top games of the show. It reminded me of playing um, XCOM on Iron Man mode, where when when one dies, they're gone. And right. if I really like a particular grandma, I don't want to have to go replace her with a different grandma. <laughs> So what you do instead is you just build an army of grandmas. <laughs> True. And then and you can do that. <laughs> you can do According that. According to them, you can do that. But what if Doris dies? I'm really worried about getting attached to these characters and then they're getting hit with permadeath and they're just done. Like, I wonder if there's like a there's some kind of mechanic to bring people back or something. Like some. It's fine. If Doris dies, you just replace her with Beth. <laughs> Thurlton. I mean, like, be comforted in the fact that she was going to die anyway soon. It's true. <laughs> Uh, as the resident XCOM guy, Thurbleton, what do you, what? How do you feel about my analogy? Do you think it'll work out that way, or do you think you'll you'll it'll be fundamentally different because you can play more closely with these characters? Um, I don't know. I mean, like it's it definitely feels like more of a um, roguelike kind of thing of just mm. like oh, you're gonna like play for a little bit at, with these disposable characters, right. but I don't know. It could be more of an XCOM situation. It, it's because it's all single player. Like you're only controlling one person at a time, I guess. Yes. That makes, makes me unsure how it plays out. Do you feel like people will complain about permadeath? Or do you um, just accept it? That really depends on the writing. And like, hmm. yeah, if there's 12, like if there's a bunch of different modulations of the characters, but if they all still seem like, you just picked up a Doris model instead of a, a, you know, Eleanor model or something. Yeah. Of like, if there's three different types of old ladies, then like, okay, cool. But I got two other. And I'm curious if there is, if it's more breath than that, if it's already, already seen it. Like, I wonder if there's an old man who's not Doris, like actually like quite different or, or they, um, young, like this, we saw a teenager kind of dude. Like it'll be, it'll be cool if, if we, if there was like that kind of like, not him because he was kind of lame, but like an interesting, like more plucky young teenager kind of character that you can get as well. Like I, maybe we haven't seen the whole breath. And also we don't know how difficult this game is. Like it's very possible to play Watch Dogs without dying once. Um, so it's very possible. Like, to be... <laughs> something that I think for like any game with this type of um, disposable gameplay, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, or disposable like, you know, character traits. This is more of an idea I had for like, something with like weapons and all that but Mm. basically rather than like you know trying to design it for what's ahead of you design it for what's behind you so like when doris dies you have a listing of like all the accomplishments like you know accomplishments things that she's pulled off things she's done (laughs) and like a a, a smart clever way of tracking that and in writing those out those different ways Mm. seems like a better way to attach to a character than the r&d behind making a character randomly unique yeah um last point on watchdogs vision do you guys think at the end credits they will play a a visual like memorial of everyone who died along the way oh if they don't they fucked up <laughs> there has to be a memorial wall oh yeah the there's gonna be, be a memorial. yeah <laughs> oh, so actually like one of the the kind of small uh or what i think is like a, a small touch that i noticed in the in the 
demo that I, I'm glad that they uh, included is that when a character dies, that death is acknowledged. Yeah, people talk about it. Like, like the character doesn't, doesn't just disappear from the game. Like people talk about at least for a couple minutes after it happened or a minute after it happened or whatever. Like it's, yeah. it's acknowledged by somebody. And that's something that I think games have been historically really fucking bad at. 100%. Like, like, the other game that did it for me is uh, Valkyria Chronicles, as Nuburama would, would know very well, uh, which does that Great as well. Great games, Nick. Great games. <laughs> I love it, okay? <laughs> they do that too, and it's really poignant. It's part of why I, I save reload those games is because I'm like, no, I can't deal with them dying. And everyone's all sad afterwards, and it's the worst. Um, but anyway, that on that point, though... Uh, Moving on, Watch Dogs looks great. I don't know. I'm not going to play it. Duran, since you're the last one who put input here, tell me about Episode 7 Remake. Why was it your game of show and were you impressed? Um, Well, it was, so it was, it was a couple of things, and I will keep it brief because I know that I talk, have talked a lot about this game <laughs> recently. We ha- we're not moving. Um, we're not leaving. Let's just talk about this. We're not leaving Midgar. What are your thoughts? We're, um, I, I That's another thing I'm kind of of two minds on um, because... On one hand, I was really hopeful that when they took over development and took the, all this extra time to kind of redo or rethink how they were doing the game, I knew it was still going to be like multiple parts, mm-hmm. but I was hoping that it, they would go the route of like two parts with the first part like ending after uh, Aerith's death. Oh, yeah. Um, but instead they're going the like, yo, we don't know how many parts this is going to be. Literally, they don't know. That's not just me saying that. Mm. Um, they, they, when, and, and like when they were asked how many parts is it going to be, they, they said, we can't say because we actually don't know. That's they are currently in the planning processes for the second game to uh, find out kind of the scope of it. I'm going to be, I'm going to bet three. It's going to be a trilogy. It's, it's going to be. A... I'm going to, I mean, so that's the thing is if it, like Midgar in the first game or in the original game um, was like, Definitely less than twenty percent of that game. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, probably closer to like ten. I mean, it's um, the starting area. <laughs> it's the starting yeah, area of the yeah. game. <laughs> it's it's it's, it's, game. it's the Fallout's equivalent of a vault. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so that I'm a little bit concerned, a little bit bummed about because mm-hmm. I was really hoping we would go a bit further. On the other hand, while <laughs> While we're not leaving Midgar, we are spending two Blu-ray discs worth of gameplay in Midgar. Oh my god, that is... We don't know what that means yet, though. We have no fucking... Yeah, like we, we, like, we don't know what that means, <laughs> partly because, like, most likely there are going to be a lot of cutscenes and cutscenes hundred percent. It's like 50% um, 4K of the... 4K models are scenes. very large. Yes. <laughs> 4K textures. Um, so, I mean, minimum, it's going to be 30 hours. Like, it's a two-disc game. Fuck, like, man. minimum, it's going to be 30 what hours. If it's it's probably, t- what if it's 20? It's, it's probably going to be more than that. I don't think you're going to put a 20-hour game on two discs. What, what if it's 20? I, I don't I don't think that's going to be the case. I really don't. No, but what if it's 20? <laughs> then they need to fucking learn how to optimize their space. <laughs> no, I mean, like, just think about it. Like, because, uh, what's his face? It reminds me of Metal Gear Solid 4, which is like a 20-hour game. With like fucking fifteen hours of cutscenes or something like that, but if you did that in four, oh, you talking about like you talking about like twenty hours of gameplay and then however much of cutscenes? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's fine. No, 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 no. no it, it wasn't. Sorry, Metal Gear Solid Space was like ten hours of gameplay, ten hours of cutscenes, and that could still be your two desks if it's four K, right? So it would be a 
that would be your 20 hours. Yeah, like it's, it's hard to say because like two Blu-ray discs is a really hard metric to like yeah. judge like how, how big is this game actually going to be. Wrong. But most importantly, like the fact that it even is that means it's much larger than it was originally. True. And they're definitely expanding out in Midgar. But anyway, we've spent maybe yeah. too much time on that. Tell me what you love right. about Final Fantasy VII before we move on. Um, so the, the two things I loved about it. One is... Uh, I, I I was happy that they spent kind of a, a bit of time detailing how the combat system worked in the game um, because seeing the previous uh, gameplay that we saw, my concern has been that this is just going to be either like Final Fantasy XV's combat or, God fucking forbid, Kingdom Hearts combat mm-hmm. um, because it is, you know, it is being made by those people. Yep. Um, but instead, it's, it's actually, it's its own completely different thing. Right. And um, it plays totally different from either of those games, and that's great. It it is it looks great, and and I think it's, it works out well, f- flow wise, because you're skipping between, yeah. made to move between characters, which is interesting. Right, and and you know it's 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 one of the few times that I was excited to hear there is not a jump button in that game. Oh really? That's there's okay. no jump button. All right, there you go. <laughs> which I, like immediately like okay, then it can't possibly be fucking Kingdom Hearts. Yes. That's fantastic. I'm I, I didn't get you to have talk Barrett to... there because Cloud can't reach shit. That's cool. <laughs> I didn't get to talk about Kingdom Hearts. We don't have the time to do a conversation now, but maybe we'll do it soon. I'm really curious like uh, what your feelings are now that's behind us. But anyway. Um Doubles and I'll hit you last. Uh I just want to do because I have you. Real quick, the, the, sec- yep. the second thing I wanted to say about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm-hmm. The other the other thing that puts it as my game show is that um one, every person that that came out of, of a demo with that game had nothing but positive things to say about it, yeah. including people who were not fans of Final Fantasy VII. I heard that as well, yeah. Um, and two, the wall of awards that game won <laughs> for E3 this year, was it, it won more awards for E3 than Cyberpunk did. That's that's great. And that has me really hopeful for... for yeah being happy with with the end result of that game exactly because i'm i'm not concerned by cyberpunk because i think they're just advertising it badly it does make me happy about final fantasy because i was concerned about that when it was a previous developer and there was those development issues when they changed between developers and went from into square but so like not only do they change developers and like you know completely redo kind of how they were going about the game Mm um that game was it sounds like whatever the scope was they had decided for this first game. Mm. Um, they had a lot of the voice work already done for it. They scrapped all of that and recast everything. All right. Right. Wow. Wow. So, like, they Holy are putting, shit. they're dumping money into this thing to make sure they do it right. I mean, they're going to make it back. Like I'm going to buy it. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, whatever. Um, now my friends are in the other chat, so we have to wrap this up soon, but I want to pause before I get to Doubleton. I'll take you last. I just want to say tales of a rise looks incredible. The game looks fucking great. And that's Holy shit, that game like, looks good. That's all we need to say. Like, we don't know much yeah. about it. It looks incredible, though. And it's out soonish. Actually, no, I might, might be wrong about that one. Something else is coming out soon. Oh, Judgment's coming out soon. Tales of Rise, though, yeah. looks fucking cool. Um, noob, it, aside from Elder Scrolls Blades with Commander Keen, um, <laughs> which is what he's written in this fucking <laughs> spreadsheet, do you have a Game of Thrones show that we haven't talked about yet? Or is it something we haven't talked about? I would say, as much as I don't think it's going to be good, it's probably Watch Dogs for me. Nice. I'm, I, hey, it no was, judgment. It was, was a good, it was a very good um, reveal. It surprised me. And it. I'm not even cautiously optimistic. I'm deeply pessimistic. <laughs> deeply pessimistic about my game of show. <laughs> <laughs> but it showed well. It showed well. And that's kind of what this is yeah. about. Durbleton, 
tell me about control before we end this show so yeah i've it, it's remedy's new game for ps4 it's it this is like it's one of those weird every once in a while games in which like i was like oh yeah this is why i bought a ps4 uh it's reminds me a lot of like half-life 2 kind of thing with the like the 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 i how much information do you want on that i'm kind of, i'm you mean just in terms of um I, I'm going to assume most people know what Control is. It was announced, yes. I think, last E3 or, or in the past. So, like, it takes place in the oldest house. Some mm. weird non-Euclidean ge- like geometry kind of building in New York. Made by the and creators the, of Alan Wake. The, yes, Remedy. Yep. Um, the like player character has, like, telekinesis. And it feels like from, pe- from what people have said who have played it... Uh, it feels a lot like the gravity gun in oh, cool. uh, Half-Life. Nice. Of just you can either pick up stuff, or if if there's nothing there to pick up, you just rip out part of the concrete of the of the ground. Oh, that's cool. And then throw that at people. Like it's it it seems like a thing of all. Like even when you don't have any guns, you still have tricks up your sleeve to try and fight. Nice. And and uh, I will say that everyone I've heard talk about Control says it plays fantastically, which is very curious to me because I've... Yeah, that's that's another thing. I've Yeah. Yeah, I heard it's like PsyOps if PsyOps was good. <laughs> and, and I would never I would never describe, even though I love it, Alan Wake is playing well. And that was most, mostly about story oh, and no, style. Oh, no. No. Yeah. And, and like this is, again, story and style kind of thing, but like the writing mm. which Remedy is, is known for, like it does feel kind of like, you know, I guess original x-files like 90s x-files kind of thing yeah. like the, the weird like okay and, you have my interest now i mean it's also got some twin peaks in there like it's got like some very it is it is that kind of very interesting weird world and that is cool um hmm. and, and visually it looks really interesting like some not just in terms of like style because actually um it's style i would say is arguably not that great but more like the the weirdness it's able to convey is is very impressive like just the the geometry of the way places you go. It's very. This is a buzzword that came up and disappeared. Non-Newtonian, non-Euclidean. I forget what it was. Yeah, like not non-Euclidean is does not pertain to like normal physics of like how a building works. Yeah. Which, like, if you look at the building on the inside versus the building on the outside, they're two different sizes, kind of thing. Uh, but then like some of the dialogue between the different like what what few like player characters and NPCs are in the game. It's this weird thing of like. Yeah, your characters are like telekinetic, but like, or uh, but it's it's glossed over. It's just yeah. like it's an everyday thing of like, yeah, I got like the coffee machines destroyed right now because you know it's a Monday. Yeah, like they don't. He doesn't actually say it, but like, and and well, there's also other things like because they're they they're in this world where things are weird. There's a there's a fucking I think it was a fridge or something that you have to look at otherwise terrible things will happen. So there's a person whose job it is just to sit in front of this fridge and stare at it all day. Like there's really interesting things in this world like that. Which yeah, it's peppered it with. I guess saying it's like X Files is not quite right. It's less Men in Black, more towards SCP, but not. Yes quite yeah. scp it's not quite scp but it's along those lines and I, i'm i just hope there's no eldritch horror because i'm kind of over it right now yeah but, yeah um but like extra dimensional horror like uh, oxen free that i'm cool with yes but eldritch horror is kind of played um anyway with that uh thank you for listening to this 
special. It's only been, what the fuck is it? Two hours and eight minutes, so we did well. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, uh, short for us. Yeah, shortest E3 wrap-up ever. Um, it's, so. it's still short, but of a satisfactory length. Thank you for you guys for joining me. Um, it's been great being back in the same recording studio slash room slash virtual thing with you guys. Thanks um, for fixing my microphone, Thurb. Oh my god, you're, <laughs> you're such a fucking idiot. Um, you people at home, if there's anyone still on this fucking RSS feed, might see more of this in the future, but we won't guarantee anything. Sign up to my Commander Keen podcast. Thanks I'm, for listening, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, can't say more than that. Thank you. Let's just do some sound checks. Give me a loud sentence. A loud sentence, you say? Okay, I'll get pretty. Is that long enough? <laughs> yeah, that's about. That. Yep, that's that should be it. I'll just leave it where it is. I think. All right, ready? Yeah. Study in three, two, one. Bollard. Hello. What, what do I call? Is it Chab the world still? <laughs> No. Well, you can if you want. I'm never going to stop you. Streams <laughs> at work. Anyone can call me what they want, but as long as it makes sense. What is your primary oh, thing sure. you're called by on the internet, not in real life? I've tried to change most of my accounts to Bollard now, although oh, a lot of them were taken. So, like, I did the PSN name change recently. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you took part no, in that nonsense. No. Nope. Hasn't broken anything, as far as I can tell. That's so, good. that's good. Um, but I couldn't get Bollard, so I took Bolladio instead. Bolladio. Okay, Bolladio. Let's talk about E3. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have told you that. Uh, that was a uh, um, yeah, E3 2019. That happened. That was a thing. Yeah. What'd you, what do you? It went kind of how I expected. Okay. Uh, like, I I was still hyped for it, but mm-hmm. I was you know going into it a little bit disappointed that we were getting you know less press conferences. Like normally, mm-hmm. I take off a couple of days off work, you know, catch all the streams late at night. But like this year, I skipped like uh, Squeenix's conference because I was just like, I don't really need to stay up and see a f- few more minutes of Final Fantasy and basically nothing else that I'm interested in. Yeah, pretty much. Um, wait, is yeah. your is your connection to Frontier Games? Is that the name of the studio? That's correct. Yeah, that's the studio that is I work that, for. Is that Frontier public? Developments. Frontier Developments. Is that public? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Congratulations on, on Planet Zoo. Planet Zoo looking awesome. Thank you. That was actually probably one of my highlights of E3. It's a bit selfish <laughs> to say this, but one of my highlights of E3 was seeing all of the positive feedback about Planet Zoo. <laughs> like, obviously, having worked on that for the past like nine months or a year, I don't know how long I've been on it now. Um, I, I have been very excited about it for a long time. Um, I mean, it's fucking but, Zoo Tycoon, man. Like that, yes. Well, that's that's but, the thing is, I, I always when I was working on Planet Coaster, I was always like, Rollercoaster Tycoon's a massive franchise. Everyone mm. loves. Everyone's gonna, you know, be, be jumping at the bit for an, a spiritual successor, quote unquote, mm. in in that line. And I didn't quite realize how many people were the same way, but for Zoo Tycoon. I I, I feel like like personally, I'm more interested in Zoo Tycoon. Like the, the wow, the difference it mainly is like. With roller coasters, it's all mechanical, but it's not like we were talking about Satisfactory before the show. It's not like Satisfactory mm-hmm. where it's a 
It's mechanical in a way that's interesting. That's unfair. It's not mechanical in a way that's like very <laughs> um, in-depth. Like you can design a co- coaster, but it's not like you're managing yeah. production rates or anything. But with yeah, animals, yeah, yeah. there's something about the fact that animals have their own personalities. They have their own mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like own like patterns, and like they all live and die at different rates, and like they all have yeah. like different like a. Uh, there's so much more to animals than there is to coasters. But also, you get to see like yeah. fucking chimpanzees rolling around like shitting everywhere and stuff like that. Yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> it's much better at telling like individual stories. I think. Yeah. Like, the story of a coaster is I built the coaster and then exactly people and people, and, and people scream or don't scream, and that's kind of the thing. Yeah. But even I know you've worked very hard on the screaming, but still. Like I, I just, I, <laughs> it's been like, a while since I worked on screaming. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. But like uh, the, well, people scream at lions. It means more. <laughs> <laughs> I hope people aren't screaming at your lions. They might be pretty sad at the noise if uh, if they are. Uh, <laughs> but, oh yeah, wait. it's been really fun. I actually, actually, I w- who cares? Fuck it. I want to know because we. I've not talked to anyone about Zukaiku. Tell me about Zukaiku. Is it just? Oh, so that's that. Is, tell me about Planet Zoo. What is the deal with Planet um, Zoo? So, yeah, Planet Zoo is basically the next game in... Not It's not really a sequel to Planet Coaster. It's mm. the next game in the Planet franchise. So mm-hmm. it, it has all of the same mechanics and, and um, core pillars that we we looked to put in Planet Coaster, but in a Zoo Tycoon game. Right. So you've got, like, um, the piece-by-piece building. So all, everything in the game, you can build the scenery piece-by-piece. And, like, our community have created some just absolutely insane creations using the building tools. Right. And then on top of that, we're adding, you know, the, the whole animal simulation. So you've got the, the behaviors of the animals are able to do all sorts of new stuff that haven't really been done in other zoo tycoon games you're going to be able to we've got the voxel terrain still so you can completely you know create whatever whatever terrain you want you create cliffs you can now uh, create like volumetric lakes as well Damn. and then the animals will navigate over this terrain um if as presuming you've made it navigable for them like if you make a <laughs> cliff your chimpanzee might not be able to get to the top but if you stick a climbing frame in there of course your chimpanzee is going to happily climb up the climbing frame and walk That's to the top cool. of the cliff and then your zebras will go you know wander through the the lakes you have you know you got so as crocodile a, swimming from a person who's currently engaged in building a factory my curiosity is what is <laughs> what is what is the size constraint we're working with like is for example like are we like how resource constraints are are we in terms of like how, how wide we can make the zoo and like can people get tired yeah. like can you get too big as like no one wants to oh go yeah because they get too tired so obviously um with a zoo the focus isn't really on rides and so on mm. but we still have um transport rides uh, oh, available yeah. in the park so you'll be able to build a steam train for example that can right. ferry your guests from one distinct part to the other distinct part that might That's not even cool. be connected by land you could have like a massive lake through the center of your park and then is, connect them is like one up. zoo size or is there like multiple different size like maps you can so i think the maps are all a standard size now mm-hmm. they'll be uh, at least as big as they were in planet coaster so i right. think it's a few kilometers wide i can't remember Jeez. the Exact Christ, size, huge. they're big. Yeah. Like it's, it's actually, it takes a lot of time to fill up one of these parks. For people at home, a kilometer is uh, well, okay, one mile is one point six kilometers. If you, if you can figure that, out. Yes. So just just do times one point five or divide by one point five, and you'll get your rough number. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the so it's like the is the is the core thing just like making attractions, or is it more like an open zoo where it's like well. Every, you can kind of do what you want you can so the the park that we were showing off e3 was what we were calling a safari park in that we had a lot of um what are called mixed habitats so where Mm. you have like you know your zebras and your gazelles and your um uh, your giraffes maybe all in one enclosure because they're all able to coexist together pull wolves in with zebras and see what happens yes okay 
Just keep going. <laughs> we'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> yeah, um, keep going. <laughs> so yeah, you could, we were calling it a safari park just because it had much bigger, wider um, enclosures. Um, and then we had things like the safari car, which is like a, a tracked ride that will go through the enclosure that guests can view the animals from the safety of the car. Wait, another side question. Uh, do, do animals reproduce? Yes. Do they reproduce at relatively reliable rates? Yes, yeah, yeah. We, we, we've modeled the numbers. Obviously, the life cycles of the animals are accelerated because you right. don't want to be sitting there for 100 years to see Galapagos tortoise so die. Can but, you <laughs> make a, some kind of zoo where you're, where 90% of it is zebras and 10% of it is wolves, but the zebras are slowly fed to the wolves at a slow rate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if the hunting rates are quite balanced to create an equilibrium in an environment, but if, I'm sure someone will try. I'm sure okay. someone's going to just basically create a habitat the size of their entire park yeah. and just spawn a bunch of zebras and lions and see what happens for well, I'm, more like, I'm, I'm more considering like the factory side of things. Like, can you get enough zebra reproduction to feed the wolves? Like, that's anyway. Could you keep going? So you you can it's you don't have an interesting thing. <laughs> interesting <laughs> question. So I wonder what the people how the people would react. Like, essentially, you get to see wolves hunt zebras like constantly. Anyway. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's not necessarily in the guests' best interest to see your animals getting killed. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I bet some of them would be really into it. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> but the um but that's so you don't necessarily have to do a safari type zoo is what I'm getting. No, exactly. You can create so we have a whole different bunches of biomes set all over the world and you can create whatever, you know, type of zoo you wanna wanna create. Mm. You can but the, the main aim of the game is basically um we're focusing on the things that real zoos try to do in real life. So it's it's focusing on things like education and conservation and reintroduction to the wild and things like that. Oh yeah. So you kind of as you as the player um, research, get more like vets and scientists, you can um, research the animals internally and it'll fill out what we're calling the zoopedia. And as your, your zoopedia level increases, you can put things like information boards in the park that will educate the guests. Mm -hmm. And um, your, your objective when you create a habitat for an animal is to try and create it as lifelike to their natural environment as possible, because then right. they'll be happiest, right? right? And so you're trying to keep the animals happy. You're trying to you know, not just create attractions for the guests, but also create, you know, happy, sustainable living areas for the animals to, to live in. No, that's cool. So essentially like balancing happiness of animals with, well, what's the end state you kind of aim? Is there like a, is there a single player kind of thing like satisfactory where it gives you kind mm -hmm. of goals or is it more just free for free form? Yeah, so in Planet Coaster, obviously, we had the scenarios, which were kind of like standalone challenge levels, and you mm -hmm. play through a sequence of those. With Planet Zoo, we're stepping up a bit and having an actual narrative-driven story. Oh, awesome. Where you um, go into specific zoos, which are going to be like set up with like, oh, you need to try and achieve this, but there'll be some story behind it, and it will kind of tie together all of the, the different zoos that you travel to as part of the campaign. That's fucking cool. Like, you've almost got it. Like I, I, I'm sitting here on the Steam page. You almost got a pre-order, but I have a unless your <laughs> unless your game happens to be called Persona Five or Cybersunk Twenty Seven Cyberpunk Twenty Seven Seven. Oh, I don't pre-order games, but for people at home, <laughs> that sounds freaking awesome. It's a it's a proper zoo game. I don't I want to keep going on this because we're not a show uh, podcast. But the oh yeah yeah, thanks for talking about it. <laughs> it does sound freaking cool. <laughs> I, I was, I'm legitimately interested because Zoo Tycoon. Even though I never played it, I only watch. My exposure to Zoo Tycoon is like a Vinnie Caravella or Jeff Gerstmann stream like fucking five years ago. Or right. It was. Yeah. But it looked so fucking cool. I was like, oh, I wish I was like that. Like, yeah, I'd known about it when I was that young. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, but now this looks cool. Um, anyway, that's it. <laughs> so aside from 
Planet Zoo. What are your other highlights mm-hmm. of this year's E3? <laughs> right, <laughs> that yeah. thing we're talking um, about. <laughs> the thing we're meant to be talking about. At yes. Least. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it was um, it was a weird E3. I was kind of expecting Microsoft to go a bit harder mm. than they did. I feel, dude. Um, let's talk about because we didn't get really talk like dove into this with doing stuff, and I realized, and my friends on YouTube has a while before he gets here. Um, so we have time to mm. talk. We have to go build a factory. Uh, and for anyone who knows me, I'm, <laughs> I'm playing Satisfactory in the background. Last time we had to cut off our recording because I'm literally playing a multiplayer Satisfactory game. With it's, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Anyway, um, but long back to it. So Microsoft, what did you think yeah, they Microsoft. need to do for the C3? Like, I thought they just need to fucking bring it. And they, yeah, and they did. I not. thought like it present Sony presented them with an opportunity to go real hard and. There's always seems to be some maybe small benefit to going first mm. when you're when you're talking about announcing the next generation of consoles, Absolutely. but everyone still seems to be super cagey as to what that's going to be. Basically, all all I, I think um, Jeff actually Jeff Gersman said this uh, when he was interviewing Phil Spencer on the late night show is basically they kind of met Sony's raise. Sony said, you know, here's a little bit of information. You know, we're gonna have SSDs, we're gonna have, you know, yes. teraflops, yeah. whatever the hell you wanna wanna say. Not <laughs> exactly. a lot of information, but just basically saying there are new consoles. Mm. And Microsoft could have come out there and said, and more, but they didn't. They just said, Yes, we're gonna have SSDs, we're gonna have this. And yeah. that was kind of it. And they just kinda of left it at that. I mean, Duran's perspective on this was that the fact that they didn't say more, he thinks that they means that means they don't have more. Like he feels that like if they w- did have more, they would have said it. They would have said this think, will be no, the most powerful right. control. Sorry? I think that's right. I think they might not have that nailed down yet. Mm. Um, you know what the what the more information than what they said really. Mm. Um, it's quite early. Obviously, we're still over a year away from the perspective launch of Xbox Scarlet. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, at the very least, I expected to see more of a. So obviously, they they pitched Halo Infinite right as an Xbox Scarlet game. Mm. That was the main main selling point they had there for the Xbox Scarlet was, yeah, Infinite's going to be on there, it's going to look great, and then they showed Infinite. I expected them to at least, at the very least, show more of an quote-unquote Xbox Scarlet game, yeah. um, whether that was Halo Infinite or something else. And even the Halo Infinite thing was just like, hey, here's another cinematic trailer. Right. They didn't even get to what the gameplay is. Like, what? why Why is that a Scarlet game? Why does that matter? Right. And I... So I'm while you while you were talking there, and not that I was totally ignoring you, but I straight up brought up the Sony two thousand sorry E three two thousand and five press conference. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. And first of all, I fucking don't recognize anyone on stage. Like I swear, this guy works at fucking. <laughs> Wait, is that Adam Jensen? No, no, sorry, not Adam Jensen, but the guy like the Nvidia guy. It might be the. I'm pretty sure they had the fucking is Nvidia it? guy on stage. I might be wrong. <laughs> I swear that's okay. him. He's not wearing a leather jacket, so it might not be. But, um, uh, yeah, maybe not then. But there's Phil Harrison, who's still relevant in fucking 2019, fucking 14 years later. But yeah, there's. I'm I'm just paging through now. So at at um, you can just YouTube E3 2005 Sony, uh, so PlayStation 3 Sony conference, and so it starts with the duck demo. Uh, Phil Harrison gets oh, on the does duck it. demo. I know, right? Here's the thing: we I was we brought up the duck demo last time with Duran, and I was just saying like even if we got the modern equivalent of a duck demo, I'm just curious what yeah. that is. You know, like I'm just, our speculation was crowd physics because I remember when Assassin's Creed said they could do crowds and they realized they didn't have any CPU power, so they didn't. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I would like <laughs> to see an actual game actually doing crowds, but not only that, we had um, games like we had 
fucking Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man. I'm just keep zooming forward here. Back when Spider-Man was still the Sam Raimi one with the with the black suit and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I had a scene so from a thing, forest. Go on. I, th- I think the thing to remember about this one is this was the E3 the year the PS3 launched, right? No, so, this is the E3 before the console was even shown. Was it? Yeah, so I that, that's that's why I made sure it was 2005 because 2006 is the one they're taking pictures of. That's what the $600 is. Oh, and the, shit, you're right. Yeah, it I came know. out in 2005. This is a well, year before the E3. This is the equivalent conference for the PS3. Up. Exactly. Yeah. Um, This one was show and it's, and it's showing a little bit of footage of cars moving around Gran Turismo. Like, they blew us the fuck away with what the PS3 could do. Yeah, they then. went hard on a lot of this. And they showed Fight Night. It was kind of the whole press conference. And Fight Night still <laughs> looks good. How insane is that? I'm, I'm at one hour and 16 minutes into this conference. I don't know if you're looking at the same video as me, but that's the rough time. Yeah, I am. And they're showing Fight Night, and it still looks Those good today. <laughs> but I, yes, it's, they're shiny, but they still look good. No, I meant like sweaty. Yeah, that's yeah, true. no, they didn't need to And then it shows fucking Final Fantasy XII. Um, anyway, I'm closing this, but like... Like the, you it used to happen, so this is what happened. In, in two gens ago. They did a uh, and they three gen and three gens. Ago. PS, yeah, exactly. PS2 and PS3 era. The year before they announced the, the consoles came out, they told you what you want, why they wanted you to save your money. To be fair, they told you to yep. save too much money, but they told you why they wanted you to save money. And it was uh, they showed us tech demos, and with PS2, they showed us a single dock. In the PS3, they showed us a, a thing full of docks. Now for the PS4 yep. era, they skipped that. And they didn't tell us anything. In fact, they actively denied it for a while. And then they finally revealed, okay, yeah, we're working on something. And then they just did it all at once in the March before it was released. That worked out very well for PlayStation and, and well, less well for Microsoft. Um, if anyone remembers the um, TV, 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 TV video, that's the Microsoft one. But <laughs> fuck, man, this, this generation has gone a long time. That feels like years, well, it feels like a lifetime ago. But yeah, then, yeah. But this time, it feels like they went back to the PS2 and PS3 era of doing things, but they didn't do it properly. They just had talking faces telling us things we already suspected or knew about this console. Yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, on the other hand, I think people want them to focus more on the games now. I don't think you could fly to saying, here's some slideshows with some numbers on no, about our new no. you console. Like, then uh, everyone would check out. Yeah. That's just not, you can't do that anymore. But the equivalent, like Duran pointed out, was the um, Spider-Man demo, the behind-closed-doors Spider-Man demo would have been fucking amazing to see. Um, yes. Uh, I mean, that got put out via other means, right? Mm. At some point, the loading times thing that was I sort of <laughs> snuck out through unofficial side channels yeah. weirdly for some reason. <laughs> it's one of those um, things that Sony could have released that and it would have been pretty cool. <laughs> we were like, oh, sick. Everyone would be pretty happy. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Weird. But the main thing is, like, you're right. Like, we care more about games now, but they didn't even do that. They just bought Halo and... I- yes. Uh, for, and talking, yeah, for Xbox Scarlet specifically games, they mm. own, in Project Scarlet, Scarlet, they only brought Halo. Yeah. But I think the rest of their conference was okay. Like, they showed a yeah. lot of cool things that I didn't know I was interested in, like the new Flight Simulator. Good Lord. Oh, well, dude. What happened to Flight Simulator? I, I think it's in <laughs> like, all our lists. Like, I'm, 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 yeah, like, if you look at um, our biggest surprise decks, Noob is Tob Howard apologizes. But his actual one was um, Flight Sim. Everyone Flight Sim, yeah. was talking about Flight Sim in the last recording because that game. Do you think? Do you think that's RTX? That was the thing. I think it's not. I think it's global illumination. Like no, standard. no, 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 no. So what's your opinion yeah. as an actual programmer? Yeah, I, I think it's just. I, I well, yeah. The, the the level of detail in in the I can't imagine they have 
as many environments as you would usually expect from a flight simulator game Maybe like because that level of detail can't keep up across like uh, you know thousand mile flight routes that's just I, I mean if it did like that game like you wouldn't be able to fit it on a blu-ray like that there's no way you could fit that much well is it piece is it even coming out on xbox i think it's pc only right I'm, or am i crazy? Well, that, i don't know actually you might be right it's always it been be a pc PC. only you might be right friend, might be but... Only. but even then like i no one can well i don't think many people want to download maybe i'm wrong i don't think most people would want to download 200 gigs but then the people who play flight sim games might not give a fuck I don't no, know. yeah, they're crazy. They'll be fine. <laughs> They'll be like, all I right, 200 gigs, sweet. <laughs> Let's see all 200 yeah. of it. Um, I want to see every single tree <laughs> and rock on because, this like, flight route. They said it was built with the Azure like, server technology, which to me tells me, and, and you can tell me if this is realistic, but this is how I look at it. I think what they've done is that they've taken satellite footage, they've run it through their Azure servers and essentially done some kind of algorithm to convert that footage into real life they've touched up the cities with actual like photogrammetry and then everything between yeah. there will kind of be like a ai deep learning rendition of what satellite footage is and that yeah, seems very I, possible that sounds plausible to me i mean it, it seems quite yeah it, it could be very similar to whatever google maps are doing to get their mm. 3d height data as well but, but so, yeah. with actual like effort put behind or real like game yeah effort, yeah game levels of effort yeah yeah game level assets kind yeah. of kind of thing yeah, that definitely. that means it could just be fucking huge um i doubt it'll be every city in the world though that's that's not possible like no 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 no, no. no. but yeah it, i bet you get like a good chunk of the uae a good chunk of the us and... <laughs> i mean if they're talking about using the azure servers as well it could be that mm. they're streaming assets to you oh, rather could. than you having to download the I mean, whole thing it was one of their big like dot points on that presentation was azure tech technology or some shit um who knows yeah it's a weird thing to it feels like a weird thing to mention but yeah um maybe. but well also i don't know that it, it sounds like a buzzword too so it could just be like they wanted to bring it out just to, <laughs> yeah. to make it sound <laughs> impressive <laughs> but god good lord that, that game like the lighting i don't mean it has hdr support because that that felt like hdr lighting even though it obviously wasn't because we're watching on stream but it felt like yes. they were doing that kind of that level of processing on it um yeah, it looked crazy good. It looked crazy good. Anyway, keep going. What else were you looking? Would you like? Yeah, uh, so I think the, the thing I'm just going to put up front is most of my highlights were probably from the Microsoft conference. Most That's of the good. things I want to touch on. Go There's ahead. A few bits, yeah. like one or two things from every other conference, but mm. like. Obviously, the Keanu Reeves moment was very hype. I'm sure you talked this to death, so I'm not going to We did it. We chose not details. to. We took the higher route. We just mentioned it. Did you avoid it? Okay. Well, we, no, we mentioned fair, it, but I, we didn't go deep. <laughs> I think I was more excited for the Keanu Reeves moment than I was for Cyberpunk by oh, the end of that dude, talk. I'm, this is another perfect topic, right? So well, we, we discussed another one, so we won't go too long like we have with the, the Microsoft thing, but the... Um, I feel like this is this is our opinion from the last one. I'm just curious what your take is. We we got ourselves more hyped for Cyberpunk than the marketing did because the marketing hasn't demonstrated the fact that it's an open world game. That was our opinion. Yes. What what are your thoughts? Like, do, why do you feel like you're less hyped on Cyberpunk than you could be? Well, yeah. Before I mention my own reservations, mm -hmm. the, what you've said, I has to be because these are just incredibly polished vertical slices yes like that, i don't think that game like especially when they showed it last year or whenever it was that game doesn't exist like there was no game <laughs> they had that one mission sequence and yeah. everything past the street that you were walking down was probably like gray boxes and just not implemented like, it just wasn't there yeah that's that's pretty much my assumption of, of yeah. what the situation i, I believe you i 100 agree <laughs> So like that's why it doesn't feel like an open world because yeah. I just don't think there is one. And yet. this is maybe, their playable demo. That's there. why they showed it off. Like this is why they, exactly. This is what yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But but go on. What what are your reservations or what are your thoughts? I don't I don't know. It's just uh, so I, I have only played the original Witcher. I never play, tried The Witcher three. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. It's just like I, I want to love that world, but it mm. hasn't really grabbed me yet. I think. Oh, okay. I think it's one of those things where maybe when I play it, I'll like understand it and get it a bit more. But um, are you into cyberpunk in general, like that genre? I've not really, uh, you know, mm. in, in looked at much. I mean, I've watched Blade Runner. That's about, I guess, as close as I can get to like, like Blade Runner, in Matrix, media. Johnny Mnemonic. Those seem to be the big yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, I liked. The first Matrix, maybe the second one. <laughs> That's the correct opinion, pretty much, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> what second Matrix movie? Um, mm. But, like, it's... I mean, it's obviously not the Matrix, but, like, Johnny Mnemonic's Mnemonic is closer. I can't really think of any movies that are just this this level of cyberpunk. Oh, Blade Runner 2049 yeah. is close. I, I, I just want to drive the car. The car looks really cool. That's Dude. basically my, my main <laughs> driving factor towards being Here's a question I have for you. If that car could fly, what would your thoughts be? Uh-huh. Uh, sure, yeah, sign me up. As, lo- yeah. I mean, as long as the wheels folded in like the, yes! the car from Back right. to the Future, then sure. Dura was unimpressed. I'm like, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing for that. I mean, they mentioned this flying car. There was a flying car in the first reveal fucking trailer. That means you have to be able to yeah. play in this game. It'll be like Corsair yeah. with all like the layers of fucking yeah, flying yeah, yeah, cars. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Only if you can jump between them, though. I want to jump Dude. out of one and land in another one Dude. as it goes fast. Remember that? Uh, I think that happened in what, one of the Mass Effect DLCs? I forget which one it is. Oh, did it? Oh, dude. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, like so. So you're saying that so the Xbox One had the most highlights. Obviously, Keanu Reeves. But the thing is, a lot of the games that they showed mm. aren't necessarily Xbox exclusive. Like it's true. P- other PC than Flight Simulator and Halo, which we've t- I'll come back to Halo a bit because there are a few bits that I wanted to say more Absolutely about. Absolutely happy that. to but talk like, about yeah. Halo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Twenty seven seven. Sure. I, I'm. I'm still vaguely interested. That's. Mm. Uh, but that's multi platform. And then another one that was multi platform that I had no interest in, or like, I've never played a Tales game before. Right. I just want to preference by saying that dude but tales of arise oh dude. my god oh my god uh, yes you are my favorite person we we only got to talk about tales of arise for like a minute because we just ran out of time <laughs> yeah holy shit have you, so you've never played a tales game I've, I've never played a tales game so the thing is i've like been th- I've, I've never played a jrpg that isn't a pokemon game what um <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a true story. Like I've Holy never played shit. a Final Fantasy game. I mean, well, I played Crisis Core, which doesn't count. I, um, <laughs> I, I'm just sitting here, like devastated. You haven't played Persona. Like, what is wrong with oh, you? Oh no, no, that's true. I played, I played okay. Persona Five. Oh, good. okay, good. Um, right. And I, it was too long for me. I, I, like, so that's the thing is, like, I don't <laughs> think I have the time and patience in my life to sit down and play a, a proper JRPG from start to finish. But if, if I've always been saying, like, you, you do not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've always been saying, like. Um, I think I really like the story in Persona 5. Yeah. But I just yeah. couldn't sit through the friggin' combat mm. to get there. That's fair. Um, now, what was I going to say about Tales? Yeah, so I've always wanted to play like a Final Fantasy game. And I said with 15, I'm going to try Final Fantasy. It's going to be the one that I do it. And then mm. I didn't get Final Fantasy 15. And then now I'm looking at Final <laughs> Fantasy 7 Remaster. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this looks, yeah, sure. Like, this looks cool. People like 7, sure. Mm. I, know, I actually know a little bit about Final Fantasy 7 because I played Crisis Core once. Yeah. I, I know a, who Sephiroth is yes i know some of these characters i'll be all right (laughs) um but then yeah this tales of rise trailer came out nowhere and good lord i just love the way it looks dude and also it does the the anime ass pulling the sword out of the girl thing fuck yeah it's like (laughs) one of those anime ass things i've ever seen i'm like sure sign me up this was dumb i mean okay so here's tales games are are very hit and miss so it might not Mm. actually be a good game (laughs) but 
if it is a good tail, good game, because um, the tail games essentially can go 50-50. Some of them are average as fuck, and some of them are great. Like, Tales of Vesperia yeah. is fantastic, and, and and people still talk about it as one of the best JRPGs ever made. Mm, yeah, um, I'd love that. And, and so, like, and th- that team has come back and done good games since, but there's something about the old art style that just really got really thin on people, and everyone was kind of over it. So, And people right. underestimate how important, like, flight, we just talked about Flight Sim, how important the graphics are to a game. Like, yeah. Um, you can a lot of people can tout all they uh, all they want about how graphics don't matter to them. It's all about gameplay. In terms of actual amount of people who actually play video games, graphics matters to a lot of people. And mm. for Tales of the games, even though some of them were like Berseria, supposedly had a good story, no one gave a fuck about that game because it just had the same. It said looked the fucking same as every other fucking Tales game that came out for the last fucking twenty years. <laughs> but um, but this one, they finally got to a. And it's not even a next gen engine. It just finally looks current gen. But yeah. But it's got that Tales art style, and and this is like the core thing about Tales is um, it's not just about having a cool world, which they all do, but they and they usually have a very interesting take on gods and magic, and that's kind of like the core of a lot of the, their games. It's not necessarily about you're fighting gods; it's more like there's that's the lore in the background. Every world they've built has a lore to it, which is kind of cool. Mm. But the, the main thing about Tales games is your party and the people you're with and skits and like walking around the world and like you, you eat, it's like uh, you, you cook food together and then after that you talk about what you just ate and it's like a cute little t- like talk. <laughs> and then and like yeah, it, it, it builds these relationships between people in a, in a really cool way. And in, even in combat, people like are throwing one-liners around and it's, it, it's, and you can skip between players and each one has a totally different skill tree that are, like is it matches their, their personality and stuff there's like a lot of person personality in tales games that's why people love them in addition to having mm. good combat so if of the games you know you mentioned like final fantasy 15 um final fantasy 7 and tales i actually do think you picked a good horse like if it's a good tales game um good yeah nice. and it does awesome. look fucking incredible. yeah <laughs> You're saying about the graphics is totally spot on, though. Like, mm-hmm. the only thing... Like, I had no interest in, this, in playing a Tales game until mm-hmm. I saw the way it looked. And I was yeah. like, you know what? Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm worried that how empty that city looked, though. Like, I'm hoping they get some... Yeah. yeah more people in there. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. Um, next on the Microsoft hit list was Elden Ring. Oh, my God. Um, again, not Microsoft exclusive, but... I mean, we'd heard a lot of rumors about Elden Ring, yes. like to the point where I, 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 we knew basically everything that they showed us. Mm-hmm. Apart from the fact they showed a, a cinematic trailer that kind of did a pretty good job of setting the tone for Dude, that world. I, um, think. I think I mentioned the last podcast, but I don't, I don't care. I'll say it again. Best music of E3. Full stop. I, I can't. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Now I need to go listen to that again. Oh, damn. It just reminded me. Yeah. And and the VO was just like it just so. I mean, we've seen the person forging something whilst cool music is playing shtick before. I don't care. It's still yeah. looked amazing. Um. <laughs> it works. It works. It definitely works. Yeah, everything about that, um, the the pitch for that game really mm-hmm. speaks to me. And mm-hmm. um, we were talking before the podcast starts about it being a more open world, um, Miyazaki Souls-like. And yeah. I'm not sure that's what I want, but also mm-hmm. I want, I'm happy to try it. <laughs> well, he said it was his take on open world, so we have no idea yes. what it could mean. Like maybe what that be, actually means. Yeah, maybe there'll be plenty of teleporting, like lots of bonfires or whatever. I don't fucking know. Or yeah. equivalents. You know? The, the thing I the thing I realized after playing Dark Souls, so I played Dark Souls One. That was my first Miyazaki game, 
Um, and I hadn't played Demon Souls. And then I, I tried Dark Souls 2, bounced off it really quickly, tried Bloodborne, got about mm, 75% of the way through and then bounced off. And what I realized is if the world in those games doesn't speak to me, I don't want to deal with the combat. So yeah. like the reason I hated Dark Souls 2 was it was incredibly linear. It just felt like a boss rush. <laughs> and it didn't have that interconnectivity that Dark Souls 1 world did. Yeah. And the thing I've been enjoying about Sekiro is it feels a little bit more connected in some places than... Mm. than too and and I, I like the aesthetic style of it more than i liked the aesthetic style of bloodborne which yeah. generally speaks to me yeah. and so if they make this open world game and it feels connected and the, the lore feels interesting to me i'm going to be far more interested in sticking around with it are you in london uh i was i'm not anymore i'm in okay, Cambridge. okay so you essentially why? lived in bloodborne for a while there i can see why you didn't know. <laughs> um yeah, london it's basically the same place <laughs> but like i, I I'm kind of yeah, hundred percent with you. Like because each of those games, it's definitely not about the main character because that's just you. It's it definitely is about the world itself. That's like the narrative or whatever. I don't even know what you call it, but I guess like the reason to go forward is the fights and the narrative. And for a lot of people, yeah. it it is both. It's not just the fights. Like again, a lot of people talk yeah. about how gameplay matters about everything. Not necessarily. Like I, I'm I'm actually surprised how similar our accounts was. My difference is I finished Dark Souls two because I got deep into the um the itemization part of it like it spoke to me on right. that level um yeah. but but it was not the best like it's a forgettable souls game dark souls 3 though is is pretty damn good um but for for bloodborne yeah that that world i like i do i don't care about elder Horror. that's it's not my my jam nope yeah um, me neither yeah so that's just kind of bounced off um, but no yeah I, I i agree it's definitely like i think the reason the world matters to me so much in like the, the level design as it were the, the, mm. the actual layout of the world matters so much is because a lot of the story in those games is yeah. told you, you just absorb it like through osmosis by experiencing the world not necessarily by having cutscenes or like talking to characters like the characters exactly. don't really say a lot it's all about what the environments are like what the items you discover are like what order it happens in that yeah stuff. like like Sekiro like just those the little the few conversations you have with that swordsman who teaches you like how to the that kind of stuff and the world mm, like yeah the, he's like, really interesting just really that is how they do that's how they do storytelling in in games um yeah. and if it doesn't speak to you, that, that's it. But Elden Ring, that seems like a like a Western story told in their way, and that sounds fucking interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. Yeah. And then yeah, I guess the last thing to mention from to loop back round to would be Halo Five because we didn't really say much about it other than it's a, a Scarlet. What did you think? So first of all, what is your background with Halo? My background with Halo is. I have played all of the mainline Halos Holy shit. since one. <laughs> Let me think. So I got an original Xbox way back when, mm. um, probably a year or so after it came out. And it came with a copy of Halo and I had no idea what Halo was. And I was like, fine, I'll play this weird Halo thing. And then <laughs> from there, I, play, I played Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3. Halo 3 was my first online console game so i didn't play halo 2 i didn't have xbox live on the original xbox i only got it on 360 yeah and so halo 3 was my first like online multiplayer experience and so it's one i have a lot of nostalgia for like thinking back to like it was back in the days as well before xbox had party chat so mm. you basically had to talk to strangers <laughs> and the amount of people i like added to my friends list and would just play with on a regular basis being like god knows how old i was like, teenager people give young teenager. Like, uh, like multiplayer shooters a bad rap but like the people i've met on destiny the people i met on halo like i've met some really cool fucking dudes over the years yeah um yeah keep going 
so yeah, Halo 3, um, I have a lot of love for. Um, that's like, I think the first one I beat on Legendary. Um, and then from there, obviously I got uh, ODST might actually be my favorite Halo at this point. Ah, you're one of those. you one of those. Yeah, I'm one of the ODST fanboys. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, I, one thing I'm really looking forward to is the Master Chief Collection on PC. That's like something I'm super, super excited for. So is that con- um, does that include ODST? I thought it was just a... It will do eventually. So okay. they're starting with Reach. They're basically going in chronological order, which makes okay. very little sense. As in chronological in the game's timeline so they're doing reach one two three odst yeah what the fuck is the correct answer to that question <laughs> okay <laughs> anyway yeah. so from odst played reach as well so i did mm. that solo legendary and nice. then um played four and i never finished five so like four and five it was kind of tailing off for me i didn't like four that much and i didn't finish five at all mm. Um, that's kind of been the trajectory so I still have a lot of nostalgia for the series and I want it to be good and I want Infinite to just fucking throw everything that 4 and 5 did in the bin and then just like Dude. go in its own direction <laughs> so so, what, that was the, so we didn't get to talk about the story as having me mentioning the fact that uh, like the reason I bet against Cortana talking the chief in a in a friendly manner is because she's the bad guy right right now that's the kind of the whole deal yeah. and, and it seems like they're just going well fuck that moving aside just walking past that like little road bump and going back to do- yeah so more information came out like at the time we were watching this trailer and we we're just like did they just recon out four and five entirely <laughs> but no it seems like this this by the way I, just before you go on would that have been the better history like would that have been the better path or do you think what they've chosen is is fine <sighs> I kind of wish they had like so the thing is I always felt like three ended really strongly yes. three ended and you were like fuck yes that's he great he straps that's exactly himself how into a cryo be. chamber and fucking goes off into space <laughs> like okay cool and, yeah if he ever came back it should have been like I don't know a thousand years later like yeah. some ridiculous like cheese that's what I thought would happen or he'd like land on some other planet and this happens to be yeah. him there and he helps them or something <laughs> Yeah, like the thing I always wanted, like they added a new race to Halo 4, right? And that was something they probably needed to do. They needed to stamp their own mark on it. They needed to make it different. Like you've been fighting the bloody Covenant for God knows how many years at this point. And it was just like, nah, I don't need this anymore. But what they should have done is they should have just, yeah, as you said, landed Chief on a new planet, new race, new enemy, and just don't bring the Covenant into it at all. Don't try and loop it back into the old storyline at all. Start like, a new... How cool story. would it be That's if he's in a position from. where no one knows who he is? No one knows who his Spartan is. No one knows, like, yeah. what the fuck... Like, like the, the initial shot of whatever it was where he's just in a desert was so interesting. And with yes. his mask off, that was fucking, like, wow. Yeah, the cloak been... as well. And like, Jesus oh my God, Christ. Yeah. Talk about a good way to do a teaser. It didn't didn't pan out that way, but, you know. No, like it was... didn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's start with talking about what we wish happened. Yeah, what... so then they haven't retconned Halo 4 and 5. It's Sadly. still canon. And they're soft resetting the series. And they seem to have done somewhat of a time skip. Like, I have no idea what the context was for the beginning of the trailer that they showed at E3. Mm. Like, seemed a bit weird. I don't I mean, know how he got there. Did the Halo? Okay, first and foremost, where did because I've my history of Halo is I I played one through three and then just watched the others because fuck those games. But um, <laughs> so did the, I don't remember at the end of the last one. Did the were they on a ring? Was there a ring to break? Was there a thing in to five? Lose? Yeah, 
That's the thing, I don't actually know how five ended, but the people who I spoke to who do know said this does the cutscene they showed does not follow on chronologically from the end of five. Okay. There is something missing between those two things. Right. And because like there's a, he's floating out in space for we don't know why. There's there's a halo there, and we don't know why. He's, someone says they've lost something and we don't know what they've lost, and we there's a bro- the wing is broken and we don't know if that can even ha- I don't think we've seen a broken wing before, so No, probably not. Yeah. And they're supposed to be yeah, pretty much indestructible. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, I like the idea of this. I don't know what he is like Welsh or something. He just, he, I like the guy's voice. Like I maybe I can't remember now. It was yeah, weird. I'd have to go and listen again. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, like a classic fucking British person voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can talk about British person voices if you want to. We can just slide right in. <laughs> go ahead, absolutely. <laughs> cool. So I think we'll leave it there. There wasn't too much more I wanted to say other than I'm interested. I hope the gameplay is different. Like I hope the open world stuff. So cool. I really like Jason Statham. I don't know what the British opinion is on Jason Statham is, or like Snatch and those kinds of movies. But fucking Watch Dogs looks fucking incredible. I, didn't, I, I feel Snatch like... and that is really popular here, and I, I think Jason Statham is generally liked. <laughs> Good, because <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what were your feelings of Watch Dogs? Oh man, what a what a <laughs> what an experience. So like I I yeah I, I often see games set year after year in american city one american city two american mm. city three and it's like it's not even just that i wanted a game set in the uk it's just even if they set one in like i don't know fuck it stockholm or something just do something that isn't an american city so like <laughs> i'm probably just gonna buy watchdogs off the back alone that it's set in the uk yeah like seeing leicester square in 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 the trailer um you know was cool it's like i i have been there i have spent a lot of time there i recognize these places it looks like london i, I want to play that and yeah the accents well they really hammed them up i'm not gonna lie um Wait, i wasn't was, necessarily sold on all of the accents well the, the the grand lady was definitely hammy but in a good way i yeah she was fine i really liked the first guy he was hammy but i think yeah, the first guy rubbed me the wrong way. That's yeah, I, not I felt, a British you watched... accent that you hear other than on television. You never <laughs> like, hear a British person speak exactly we, right. we were on the same... I think we watched it together, right? And me and Durin fucking loved it. And you were just like... Uh. <laughs> so I think they're pandering to that audience, definitely. Yeah. Um, it, it sounded like something out of Snatch. I fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's fine it's fine i'm not like I, it, it, a little bit I, i'm more interested to see like what slang they use you know how how the characters actually speak over a long course in that game and, and did you pick up any of that in the, the trailer it felt like a very much american american view on even though the fucking the developer isn't even american it felt like an american view on britain like what do you think I think yeah, that, that's what I was trying to. Uh, that's what kind of what I felt like with the accents. It felt like they were yeah, an American view on a British accent was the way it felt. I and mean, it'll be interesting to see. I couldn't, couldn't really tell from just the trailer how the writing is going to pan out. Um, right. But yeah, I'm, I'm still excited for it. I think the conceit of the game is cool as well. To actually talk about what the, the gameplay is like, the, the whole thing where you recruit a crew of just NPCs and then just kind of go crazy. Um, that's cool a novel i don't know whether it actually matters from like a gameplay perspective do you think like, you'll get like a a whistle and npcs come out of the nearest window and stab a fool i i mean <laughs> if you do i'll be definitely more Dude, likely to buy it i mean i really like that fucking mechanic from assassin's creed back in the day it was that I, was the best assassin's creed it so. was the best assassin's creed i think they did it for a couple of them but it was in what two i think that that came in and that was fucking incredible it was brotherhood the oh, two brotherhood. Part, 
two, two part one. two <laughs> yeah two part two right? yeah <laughs> the best assassin's creed game ever made um but that was fun yeah I can imagine just like old grandmas, like just like some, just like jumping out the window, <laughs> nailing someone with a mobility scooter, <laughs> or just like one of those like uh, what are they call the not the canes, but it's like a cage they kind of walk behind. Yeah, like that's what I was those. trying to think of. But I couldn't remember the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, right in the back of the head. Yeah, that would be it was done. Cool. Um, but no, yeah. yes. So I London, think it was cool. I, did you feel yes. like? Did you feel it was? Did you? Did it feel Londony or not? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. It felt really pretty. Pretty spot on. It'll be interesting to see if they get outside of central London. I highly doubt it. It seemed mm. like it was all very focused on on you know the, the major landmarks. I'm sure there'll be a big Ben, your London Eye, maybe Houses of Parliament, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, will all be there. Right. But like, I, I I would be I'd like to go to like you know Brixton or Camden or you know some of the bit parts outside the really affluent parts of london would be more interesting because i don't actually have a big a, a good feel for this like so everyone knows the central part of london like everyone knows the big bands yeah. and you fucking like I, i'm very curious if the queen is in this game if they can get the queen's likeness into this game i doubt it um <laughs> I, I, they'll make up a fake queen yeah they'll make there a fake. Will be a queen. or maybe there'll be a king who knows like they'll just maybe the transition i don't know yeah um but like government's gone how big <laughs> if, if you take that like part that everyone knows about london how many multiples of that is actual london actual london so if you take yeah if you take the central london that everyone knows of actual london is four if you go you so the london basically stretches all the way out to the m25 which is basically this motorway that just encircles the whole of london right and I think there are parts of it that are technically outside the M25 that might even count as Greater London, right? Um, which is like not really London, but still technically London. <laughs> and so I would say in t- it's at least fifteen times. The Holy size of Central London. shit, that's huge. London is ginormous. Yeah, Fuck. like there's so the part that everyone knows is north of the river. There's a whole massive section of London that's just called South of the River, <laughs> and they that's <laughs> never really talked about. Holy shit! Is like is one like a factory district or something, or does it just not look as pretty? Yeah. So, have you heard of like Battersea Power Park? Uh, power vaguely, station? I think from Top Gear maybe once. It's a big like derelict power station that that's on the south bank, right? Um, and then below that, you've got areas like Croydon, um, and uh, oh, I'm terrible at naming districts of London. But <laughs> I know Croydon because that's where Palace play. That's basically the main reason <laughs> I go to South London. Right, and so, but so. That aside, first and foremost, actually, I wanted to just put that point on it. In other Watch Dogs games, have you played any of the others? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played oh. the first one. So, that's, so if you could use that as a guide, I don't remember what city that was, but do you feel like that city... Chicago? Chicago. Did you feel like Chicago, as represented in the first game, had a lot of different areas to it? Or did it feel I like? I feel like yeah, they of... had some suburby districts, didn't mm. they? I, I, I've never been, so I can't talk about what the city is like. But yeah. it felt like they tried to capture not just the the more central parts. It felt like there yeah. was some suburby houses, some kind of out of town. Because that's the feeling places. I got from when I didn't play it at all. But I, that's the feeling I got from the coverage. And if, I bet they'll do the same to London, where it's like some stitched together, not quite London, but like gets a bit of vibe from every different kind of part yeah. of London. That could be cool. Yeah, I think that's preferable because obviously they can't map it one to one. That would be pointless. Not, um, but and, if they can oh. capture some of the spirits of different parts of it, that would be really cool. I'm like side bet for no points. Uh, <laughs> that's all over. And also we're like, no, oh, actually you're third. I'm last. But um, 
<laughs> I did fine. <laughs> yeah, you did fine. Uh, do you think that next gen, like actual next gen, will finally get someone say, fuck it, we're just doing a full city? I don't know what that would get you. But I mean, I mean, we'll probably get something on the scale of a full city, but whether it's worth making a map that size, just mm. city. Like, you look at games that are really large, like your Just Causes or whatever. They, mm. they make cities in those games, but it's not really the main attraction. The city's like a couple of blocks or whatever, and then the rest of it's all like, you want your different biomes if you're making something that big. Right. That's, that's, that should, I mean, like, the reason I think it could work is because the reason we talk like why Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2077 isn't doing a very good job of marketing is that. Uh, I think everyone else, unlike you, has played Witcher Three, and they would <laughs> they would get the fact that uh, Witcher Three had so fucking much in it, spreads that world, but not just in terms of different biomes, which it did have, to be fair, but just in terms of like, different plot lines, different group factions, different groups of people spread out throughout the entire world. And if you take all mm. those different groups of people and you shrink them down to the city, like uh, like you can give city whole different like. Like, there'd be a totally different group of gangs in the south south of London, I, I suppose, than north of London, for example, if it's that big. Um, yeah. There, yeah. there would be a, definitely different ethnicities. There'll be the... Uh, actually, I, I won't use the term I'm going to use. Let's just say subcontinental Indian <laughs> like ethnic, ethnic group, like people like myself, would probably be some large fucking portion of one part of London. And a different part of London, you'd have like this, this, this standard like old school very posh kind of london and then you'd have your the kind of grungier kind of their family we used to work in factories for the last fucking 150,000 years london like you have all those different <laughs> pieces like that could give it so much texture in one city and and that's kind yes. of what I'm, I'm kind of getting at i don't know but you yeah, don't think it'll happen no, next gen doesn't feel like it uh i don't yeah i i can see you no Basically, yeah, no, I don't I, see, I I don't see anyone right. wanting to do that. <laughs> like, the betting specials have proven that I'm bad at betting, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably wrong. Well, we've got a few. <laughs> uh, I think the last thing I wanted to say about Watch Dogs, um, from like a more gameplay perspective, is mm. I was really hoping that... Obviously, we knew this was going to be set in the UK before the, the trailer was shown. Like, it had been leaked or whatever, but... I was hoping this meant they were going to stay away from guns. Not maybe entirely, but yeah. maybe more like... You played Sleeping Dogs, right? No, no, no. I, I, Speaking I, of games with dogs in the title. <laughs> <laughs> so I, Sleepy Dogs is incredible, first of all. Uh, it's mostly martial arts. I played like 15 minutes of it or something. Yeah. So when you get a gun in that game, they... they so I, I think, I assume Hong Kong is a, a city that largely does not have a lot of gun crime. No idea. Because they make guns in that game super rare. Um, you basically don't really get a gun for like the first 10 or 15 hours and like when you do you get like three bullets or something it's like ridiculous like you just don't really start gunfights in that game it just doesn't really happen right. and i was hoping this would be similar like m mostly focusing on using your gadgets you like you know tasering people using batons things like that and then occasionally you would get like a a gun for a short bit maybe a shotgun if, or like a like we actually speculated or something like talking about bets we fucking lost like we we both speculated that like oh i don't know if it was you or me but it might have, definitely me and Duran. so britain or london specifically it has a wave of knife crime happening right now that's that's the current problem in london it's, it's caused fucking yeah. guns are banned and i'm, I'm yeah. not gonna say either way whether gun control is proper i don't care i'm in australia we have gun control here it seems to be working fine but whatever the um, I know it's different cultures, different worlds, whatever. The 
what I wanted to say is how interesting would it be if you were restricted to just fucking knives and um, batons and whatever, and the police have guns? Like that that asymmetry yeah. could give you reason to need a legion. But yeah, then, and it suddenly actually makes being bad in these games matter. Like yeah. a lot of the times in these open world games, committing crimes doesn't matter exactly because <laughs> you can just get away with it. But, and 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 we had that. Like, it could be really interesting, and they could do it well. Like for example, give you a reason to recruit a policeman because then you'd have mm. one person in your team who can access guns, and it's like oh, okay, this is this is like a really. But then within the first 15 minutes of the demo, no, not even, like, the th- minute and a half of the demo, you're already fucking taking out a gun and shooting the shit out of a UAV. machine gun, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, whatever. It's a bummer, it's a bummer, yeah. but um, it's a video game, what do you expect? Mm-hmm. <laughs> With that aside, I just, I do want to talk about, because we haven't actually mentioned it yet, what you, what's your opinion on the actual Legion concept? Yeah, uh, um, so I'm not sure how much of it is a, a gimmick quote-unquote like mm. um, I, I will be interested to see how much variety there is in voice cast how much variety there is in animation sets between these different characters but i like the idea of recruiting loads of different dudes with different specialities that it, and like being able to jump around because it seems like they looked at grand theft auto 5 and went what if what if you could just do that all the time and just teleport <laughs> to anywhere on the map at any time become anyone <laughs> and that's kind of a cool idea like yeah why not I've, there's parts of it I really, really loved. Um, I really liked the fact that when uh, one person died, you didn't pick up from near them. You picked up from wherever the next person on your list is. Like they could yep. be in another half of the city, and you you might even have to like essentially restart the whole mission just because they're they're in a different plot. The, the time will change, the person will move, and that everything about it will change. Which in yep. its own way is fucking incredible. Like no mission, if you fail a mission. Um, you will never play that mission again. That's 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 a unique experience you had, unless they unless they fucking cop out and it's like a, you know there'll obviously be some buildings that you're you're infiltrating. Yeah, but, but maybe like if you go in once and fail, then they'll up their security the next time or something, or they'll change the way they do things mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So that kind of stuff is really amazing. What I was worried about, and I talked about this last podcast, is um, I'm not going to buy this game because I don't want permadeath i don't like permadeath in my games like i'm the person oh i see yeah i'm, I'm the person who um i play fire emblem with with the kitty with the with the baby nappies on uh i don't <laughs> fuck you and your permadeath and <laughs> I, i'm to be fair like it's it's weird because even though i play it with with uh permadeath off i don't let anyone die and if anyone dies i play i start the mission again um so it's like kind of <laughs> It's kind of a weird thing. I, I, I have like a weird... I don't know. I don't know what the... Don't ask. But uh, I'm never going to play Watch Dogs because if I get attached to, I don't know, Boris or... Uh, I hope there's a Russian. I fucking hope there's a Russian in this game. Um, and an Indian. There has to be an Indian in this game. Fucking, it's London for, for fuck's sake. Like, give me some oh, representation yeah, here. I'm not a representation there person. Be, <laughs> this game doesn't have representation. Someone at Ubisoft really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't... I'm actually, like, on the far... I'm a libertarian kind of type, so I don't care about representation, but... Like half my fucking family's in London, and I know there's lots of Indians in fucking London. That would be nuts. <laughs> you don't have fucking yeah. Indians all over that map. But um, <laughs> we we moved into the UK and we're taking back what's ours when you when you took it from us when you fucking took over. That's that's the plan. Even though it wasn't you, <laughs> it wasn't really your fault. It was all capitalism and capitalism good. Um, yeah. whatever. The that all aside, like I I'm I will if I get connected with Boris. And Boris dies, I can see myself saying, well, we're going fuck this. All right, I'm out. I'm out. Because I don't want to have to go. Sorry, 
there's there's two ways it can play out. I can either have Boris and he dies and I never see Boris again and I cry, or or within six hours I find another Boris who has a, has a scar over his eye, but like not otherwise identical character model with some slight randomizations and slight different clothing. And yeah, be, yeah, definitely. That'd be fucked, and I, I just wouldn't. Yeah, that's wouldn't. definitely a concern. Like, mm-hmm. and, and again, like you were talking about how cool it is. Like when you die on the mission, it takes you to your next character, and there was like some banter between the AI and like your character about what had happened. Yeah. If that stuff gets repetitive, it could really kill it really fast. Absolutely, and which makes me wonder if like maybe they do need like a non because this is essentially iron man mode from um xcom and we did, we did a lot of xcom mm. comparisons last thing maybe it would benefit from a non iron man mode but if you go down that guy goes to hospital and you, you just can't yeah. use him for like a, a couple of days i i would be very surprised if at the very least there wasn't a difficulty setting where permadeath was off or there mm. was an option for it because like it seems like from an accessibility point of view a thing that you would want to have or just a player choice point of view really yeah and and it really works well in xcom like having your having your core group reduced and some of them being injured and you have to wait like that's a big mechanic in xcom and i, I don't know mm-hmm. anyway uh yeah, in last that. points on watchdogs before we move on Nah, I think that sums up sums up everything I was thinking about there. I'll probably cool. pick it up. Just as I said, I just want to support a game set in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you? Do you like Project Gotham? Not Project Gotham. What the fuck? Forza Horizon. In the yes. Yeah, I picked that up as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was um. It's interesting because that one is that mishmash is really weird, right? Like you Lego. As you drive through that game, it's trying to trying to figure out. Oh yeah, sorry. Not even the, I'm not even talking about the Lego DLC. I was just talking about the, the fucking UK setting in that oh, game. Okay. Is really weird. Like the, the the areas they chose to represent, they chose the vast majority of the map is the Lake District, which right. is fine. Like I love the Lake District. It's really cool. In fact, speaking of UK set games, one of the main reasons I backed Swery's latest project on Kickstarter, The Good Life, is because I, know, I wanted I to see his travelogue when he went on holiday to the Lake District, and it's fucking great. He just like, <laughs> sends me an email every so often of like, the latest cafe he went to in the Lake District. <laughs> that's been really enjoyable. Nice. Um, yeah, that's the one where you can turn into a cat at night time, and then they did like a dog version as well. Or they're what going the to fuck? I have not heard of anyway. this game at all. Keep going. Just keep going. I'm just going to look at the good <laughs> Yeah, we'll move on from that. <laughs> but yeah, so the Forza map, um, you got the Lake District, and then there was like Edinburgh as well. So it was like it has Scotland, the Lake District, and then other nondescript parts of Britain that I couldn't really nail down as anywhere specific. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, okay, these are like cool places, but like I was expecting, you know, uh, I mean, even even the Edinburgh place it felt like like a mishmash of like Liverpool or Manchester and Edinburgh. So like, right. I don't know, it was just a weird weird selection. Um, of Do you want to play it with Legos in your Forza Horizon? I would, but there's only three Lego cars in that DLC. Really? I think no there's way. a fourth one coming. Yeah, there's three Lego cars and they're adding a fourth one later. I am and the, the feedback I've actually shocked. seen has been super negative, but that's mostly from like the hardcore Forza fans, and oh, they were fuck. really anti the um, Hot Wheels DLC they did for Forza Horizon Three as well. Oh, fuck those guys! But fuck those guys! I think it's actually good. I think the DLC is actually good, other than the low car count. I, I am shocked. It is not just a algorithm they built to pass over existing models. <laughs> like what? The... That would be difficult. <laughs> I, I mean. It's only the external surface. Like you wouldn't have to change anything about else about the driving physics. You just need the the top. Co- I, I I don't know. To me, it sounds like it, it's just an external paneling on a car. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Making something that is so low poly look like the car you're actually trying to base it off of is difficult. 
I obviously mean, the, the yeah. lego bricks themselves aren't low poly but if you think of the idea you haven't got like a much geometry to work with in terms mm. of creating the shape of the car i mean I imagine. the not necessarily right because the the actual mclaren they had on stage that was lego and that just mm, looked yeah like, but the ones that, i don't know if you've seen the ones in game yeah those super, look cute like, those look blocky. like a real yeah those They're look like adorable, the, yeah. the small ones blown up yeah fuck me um, yeah, if you wanted to create a super realistic looking one and just put like a Lego texture on it, then that might work. Yeah, that seems easy. But I guess, yeah, you're right. If you change it to an actual uh, like pre-built Lego car. Type like a Lego. toy car blown up large yes. rather than a, a life-size car made of Lego. <laughs> yeah, made of Lego. <laughs> that can go five, what was it, idea. 10 kilometers an hour? Someone's telling, was that you talking about how that's Yeah, really? they made a Bugatti uh it wasn't a vay run it was the other one sharon i think right uh out of lego that actually drives it was mad anyway it's okay anyway <laughs> keep moving Woo. Keep moving. yeah so my other highlights i guess the last game highlight i probably want to uh yeah the last game highlight everything else i have is a low light the last game highlight <laughs> i want to call out is um ghostwire tokyo nice i don't know if you guys talked much about Ghostwire. we did tokyo. not talking about it at all we did not say a fucking okay. word about that game go ahead so Ghostwire Tokyo, like the trailer starts and I'm like, am I watching Avengers again? I'm really confused. Why really? is, what's his name? Yeah. What's the, 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 the you know, the most recent Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Hawkeye. He's in, looks yeah, like Hawkeye's fucking just in Hawk- Tokyo murdering people. <laughs> and that's how this trailer starts. You've no, just no, got this Hawkeye looking motherfucker. It? I swear it starts, because I remember it starting oh, it starts with, with people getting Thanos yeah. snapped away. Well, I was shocked by, was it starts with a, with a, with a, overall overhead view of uh, whatever some some intersection in, in probably tokyo right because it's a tokyo yeah. based game and that looked fucking it real like it looked fucking incredibly good and yes. i was like this game this, looks gorgeous there's it's it, that was either cg or this is a next gen game that was my takeaway because there's no fucking that was the closest thing to a next gen crowds thing i was thinking of when i talked about next gen crowds right it was yeah that was, a, that was open street with realistic lighting and like fucking a thousand people in this intersection walking around. And I was like, incredible. Um, <laughs> and then it went into the shopping mall and I, like, not only did the cloth physics look fucking good, but everyone was like disappearing in like a cool, yep. it had like multiple layers. to it. Like, it looked good. It had a cool music track or, or lack of music. I don't remember. And the, um, the the things happening on screen like the like story wise was kind of interesting but I, i'll let you go ahead that, that was my takeaways from the start of that trailer yes I mean, you're right yeah Fucking i pretty much i pretty much totally agree all i wanted to do was make a joke to compare it to avengers but like yeah in terms of <laughs> it really caught my eye <laughs> visually um apart from the plot Dude. and um i have no idea what it is but i'll, I'll check it out <laughs> yeah like it's it. it's a horror game right like that's so I'm out, but yeah. I'm very curious. Yeah, watching... me too. Like, I don't, I don't play horror games, but sure. <laughs> I'm I happy know. to watch someone play that game and maybe buy a copy if I like watching their playthrough. That's that's yeah. As I get older, it is kind of sad how how that's become kind of closer to my norm. Is I don't have time to play the games, but I'm happy to yeah. have it like running in the background. And if I like someone's playthrough, I'll just buy the game and say fuck it. I did. You get my money. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, that's cool. Maybe I'll play it on Stadia in the future. How about that? Um, oh boy maybe maybe not no because you have to buy it on stadia too so there's no there's no point in that service anyway moving on um <laughs> so that was your, that was yeah, your games of e3 too much about stadia. so those were, <laughs> those were my highlights of e3 yeah. yeah there are a few disappointments i'm gonna uh, i'll touch on really briefly mm-hmm. one was uh, they're all pretty much nintendo thanks for nintendo wow. so um <laughs> first of all delaying animal crossing to 2020 was a huge kick in the teeth given so that they announced that as a does that game. seem like an animal like an actual animal crossing game? that seems like something different right 
Well, yeah. So first of all, they've Minecrafted the shit out of it. Um, what is that? As far as like, well, it's it's a survival game. Like you, is it? you oh, well, wow. not not a survival game, but like you cr- gather resources and have a crafting bench now, and you have to make a freaking axe to chop down trees, like on <laughs> the crafting shit. bench by combining like two sticks, and then you get a wooden axe. Because I have to be honest, make, like, like a, a I just better tuned axe. out when it started. Like I don't fucking care about <laughs> Animal Crossing, but like that sounds crazy. That's totally different, right? You don't have a town and. That kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, you, yeah. So the the whole core conceit of it is you're basically being dumped on a desert island. Tom Nook scammed uh-huh. you and <laughs> sent you to a desert island <laughs> and given you a tent. Love it. it literally, <laughs> it's like Fire Festival all over again. And he just dumps you on a desert island with nothing and tells you to build a town from scratch. <laughs> Fuck so you, I'm Tom Nook, bitch. <laughs> exactly. And then he gives you a fifty grand debt as well for the airplane ticket. Um, what did you do to fuck with so Tom Nook? <laughs> I don't know, just never ever fuck with Tom <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you're on this island, you've got a tent, um, and you can, yeah, you, you basically go around, you shake the trees and you get twigs, you make an axe and you can chop down the trees to get wood, and there are different types of wood now, you've got like mm. dark wood and light wood, and then you can create different things with them, and then, so I don't know, there's a bunch of cool new features, right? So yeah. you can choose where your house is anywhere, you can put it on the beach now, you can choose where your villagers move in as well, if you don't like where their house is going to be, <laughs> and it seems like there's going to be... If it feels like it's going to turn into a normal Animal Crossing game in the end, right? Like, right. eventually you're going to build a house, and eventually you're you're going to build a town hall and maybe a museum and all the standard things you would expect to be there. So, but it yeah. seems like they've added a early game the game didn't have before, where you start from nothing and you have to build up the city from scratch. So you start with a tent, you upgrade it to a hut, you upgrade it to a house, it, you start building these facilities. Fundamentally, change the type of quests because my understanding is that you're kind of like doing little friendship quests for people that's kind of what animal crossing is about is that the yeah and so it sounds like it'll fundamentally change the type of requests you'll get from people right because it might be like oh yeah. i need a i need a house for example as opposed to i need berries yeah 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 it, or, yeah it's, it definitely seems like there was going to be more crafting material more, more a bigger focus on crafting like creating the city the way you want it mm. um and yeah maybe someone says like oh i want a, a well or something and you have to build them a well and i, I don't know yeah it definitely i'm excited for that game still i'm just sad they delayed it it's 2020 so yeah. do you think the fundamental March change 2020 because <laughs> i didn't have enough 20s fuck <laughs> man do you think the fundamental change in the formula is worth the delay or do you think it you'd rather like uh, i think so yeah yeah i think yeah i i didn't see anything that i was like disappointed with or that i think they quote-unquote ruined animal crossing or whatever you know <laughs> i i think i think adding that early game stuff will be cool because often the early game is slow because at the beginning you can't do a lot in each day mm. like okay i go on i collect like one fruit Oh, and then shit. sell it and then i've run out of shit to do this could fun yeah this could give you something to do every day if you want to just keep playing yeah it seems like the early you'll be able to go around and like craft stuff and actually make more progress at the beginning which is cool yeah smaller goals at the start basically that's cool cool yeah um so that was a disappointment it being delayed the other thing that so i i put down on the spreadsheet my biggest surprise was the pokemon backlash and i don't know if you guys have been fuck, following this at all fuck 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 Mega Pokemon. Uh, no, not Mega Pokemon. What the fuck they call it? I hate Dynamax. It. I, hate, I hate that fucking... <laughs> I think that game looks so, incredible. I think Dynamax yeah. is fucking garbage. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Also, that's the thing is, ever since they, they, they've... The thing is, so there's a whole bunch of things that have kind of culminated, I think, here. So Pokemon has been playing it incredibly safe yes. for an incredibly long time. Yes. They've 
been avoiding advancing that series in any meaningful way. And the way they've been doing that recently is by adding these gimmicks. So mm. they started with Mega Evolutions back in, uh, I want to say X and Y, but yeah. I could be wrong. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was X and Y. X and Y. It was X and Y, yeah. So they started with Mega Revolutions, and then last uh, in Sun and Moon, they added Z moves or whatever the fuck they were which called. Were garbage. Yeah, those were pretty lame. And Alolan forms. So they've basically been relying on re shimming the same Pokemon in different ways. I think um, Alolan adding... forms was a good idea. I actually like that one. Cause... Yes, that one was fine. Yeah, because it's a way of adding diversity whilst also. Um, like. Not, being familiar yeah being familiar that same like same but different thing but it also just like i don't mind i like seeing a blue nine tails more than i like seeing some fucking random new nine tails ripoff with a new number against his name like <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. kind of solves their core issue of like we're just having more and more and yeah. more pokemon and having less and less you care about just having variants of the pokemon yeah. you already have that could be awesome. But anyway, keep going. Yeah, more subspecies would actually kind of be cool. Mm. I can actually see that working. But yeah, so they, they've been playing it incredibly conservative. They've been really trying to avoid doing anything drastic because the game sells, right? The game has always sold. Yeah. Th- that has never been a problem for them. They know that if they churn out the same thing every year, the game will sell all right. And then so this year, their big fucking new gimmick is this Dynamax bullshit that literally God. nobody wants. <laughs> nobody wants this. It's the fucking dumbest thing they've ever done. I hated Mega Revolutions. Some people... <laughs> Some people really like Mega Evolutions. So, those people are wrong. So I, but... I, I, so I like Mega Evolutions, but then Duran pointed out to me that what if those were just the fourth evolution? I was like, you know what? You're right. That would be sick. <laughs> yes. What, what the f- what's with this fucking temporary bullshit? I don't want to like, oh, one of your Pokemon per fight can do this, but then afterwards it turns back to the normal one again for no fucking reason. That would be it's so like, cool. No, piss if, off. Uh, if, if, you're like, if you take Charizard and you evolve him at daytime, he turns into one, and if you evolve him at nighttime, he turns into another. Like they, they could they could have done something really cool and make a fourth evolution. And yeah, they've done cool stuff like that and, for and years. But again, this is even still that would be not advancing not advancing the Pokemon formula, right? It's no, been no. the same forever. Yes. It's Correct. getting tired. Mm-hmm. It's, it's getting leggy. And then so it yeah. seems like with um, what the fuck is it called, Sword and Shield, all of the safe bets they've been making are finally wearing thin on everyone. Everyone's had enough. Like yeah. let's go. Kind of already got people titchy because they were all like mm-hmm. they were expecting a remake of diamond and pearl didn't get that there was another fucking remake of red blue and yellow and it was like, everyone's like great another remake of that and then what about if we ruined the whole game by making it pokemon goified and everyone's like now kind of like oh shit are they going to ruin the next game like are they going to put motion control catching in this game like people are already on edge after mm. let's go i think let's go was received well though it seemed like that game oh, yeah people really like let's go it was really cool I got and it also was a good conference because it had like the the wandering pokemon wandering pokemon were really cool it was yeah good, cool to like that's the thing that people have in talking about advancing the franchise that's the thing that people have wanted them to do for ages yeah and talking about making we were talking about elden ring being an open world dark souls game oh my God. people have wanted an open world pokemon game for fucking ever yes and it's people were thinking is sword and shield finally going to be the one we're going to get open routes you know we're going to not just have linear corridors from city to city mm. And then they just once again just gave up on everything and just made the most base ass Pokemon game they could possibly have made. <laughs> and it seems like people have just got bored because the final nail in the coffin was the the news that came out of the Treehouse livestream they did where they said, Oh, and also we're not allowing any poke you can't transfer any of your old Pokemon to this game unless they are in the Galar region Pokedex. So I Okay. For I w I wanna I wanna play Devil's Advocate here. Not 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 fully, but I don't I don't mind that limitation 
not because yeah. it's it's needed. I think it's it's it feels forced. Maybe it sounds like they're putting less effort than they. Then this thing makes them so much fucking money they could probably afford to put more fucking Pokemon in this game, especially since they're essentially just stealing models from fucking previous games. But I can see them going, okay, it's it's going to be a balanced thing. We're going to balance it around the Pokemon we've got, and maybe we'll expand it with the inevitable. Uh, what's this game called? Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield Two. We'll, we'll get a Sword and Shield yeah. Two, and we'll have more Pokemon. That like that. That makes sense to me. I don't know. So, on one hand, I agree. Like personally, I'm not the kind of person who is back transferring all of my Pokemon Fuck from no. like Gen Three <laughs> onwards. Like I did it for a bit. I I brought. I didn't bring all of my Pokemon, but I, like there are people who have living Pokedexes for of all 900 Pokemon, oh, and they're insane. Christ. Which is like fair enough. Do what you want. Yeah. Like, and these are the same people that are subscribing to the. I just want to point out the paid Pokemon Bank service where you pay. Wait, Nintendo, it's paid. Like, yeah, you have to pay like four what bucks a year fuck? or something. I don't know. It's like not that much, but you still have to pay them to store your Pokemon in the cloud so that you can transfer them to the 3DS games, okay. which isn't even doesn't work with the Switch. There's a new Pokemon service that you are probably also going to have to pay for separately to transfer them from the Pokemon Bank to the new service to be able to transfer them to the Switch in the first place. <laughs> it's fuck? absolutely batshit. <laughs> so they're already screwing people over on that. Okay, that I'm, I, I'm not the person who cares about that. Yeah. I'm not that bothered about transferring it forward. And like the, the the culmination of factors here is one, they've already confirmed that this Pokemon game isn't there. I'm not going to say this isn't their A team, but this isn't their primary focus at the studio. Oh, really? Right? Okay. I didn't know that. They've confirmed their bigger team that they have is working on town, right? They, they are trying to do this. Yeah, it's their new JRPG that they're doing. It's it's a code name. I don't think it's officially called but Town, is it, but is it Pokemon? Game Freak Town. No. Oh, wow. So they, they basically uh, are starting to try and do more non-Pokemon projects because I think there's like some degree of burnout of people working on Pokemon and not giving a shit oh, about working Pokemon on, anymore. Okay, yeah, working on Pokemon. So yeah, yeah, the yeah. idea is they're giving a team a rest by working on a different IP to give them ideas to then bring back in. That's a good plan. Yeah, Pokemon. It's, it's a cool idea going forwards and hopefully should mean we see more diversity in Pokemon games going forwards. Mm. But the public has just... The combination of all these events, the Pokemon not coming forward and people are expecting that, the the idea that the A-team isn't working on this game, the idea that the team working on this game isn't as big as it should be for a, a, a franchise that makes this much money mm. has all culminated and just completely blown up. Like, yeah. I've never seen... I've never seen a, people react to a Pokemon game like this, even when they were disappointing, even when like there were way more disappointing f- features in, in the previous games. Yeah. No one reacted like this. Like the, the like dislike ratio on the Treehouse live stream is like, really? I think 75% negative. I had no like, idea. Dislike. It's insane. Like, I think there was a comment on there that was like a, a massive paragraph that claims to be from a Japanese user saying basically, yeah, that in Japan, the sentiment is exactly the same. They've had enough. Like they, they really aren't happy with the, where this game is going. So the crazy weird. thing is, right? Like for, so if we, we've done this a couple of times over these E3 specials, but Cynic has had a moment where I've sit aside and go, okay, this is what I would have done. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. If they had just done this region with a classical style, going back to the basics, normal gyms, no fucking around, and their one gimmick is they have shitloads of um, alternates, for example, um, like mm. the, the, the alternate subspecies, people would have yeah. fucking loved this game. Because, again, I keep pointing to it, that image of the Rhydon walking into a storm sold me on it. 
hundred percent. And then like a second later, there was a giant fucking starter Pokemon. I was instantly unsold. <laughs> <laughs> the, the biggest twist like i know i i was so hard in, in, in fact, 180 <laughs> like it was like but here's the thing and and i also think that the raid battles where it's normal pokemon versus some giant pokemon that would be fine too that could be your gimmick yeah but yeah, the fact they yeah. rolled it into gym battles was what really made me go that was my straw i was like what the fuck i only care about single playing <laughs> these games and you fucked with gym battles with your stupid fucking shitty texture giant swap and cool. giant fucking bad looking poly, like low poly model garbage with tiny stupid clouds of their fucking head. Like I had, so, I was so out. But if it was just yeah. normal Pokemon with more subspecies in this in this implementation, people would have loved this game, despite it being a small team. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, on one hand, I agree. Like, yeah, I think. I don't know because it's such a culmination of things. I don't think yes. you can like necessarily point at making like one change and saying this would fix it. Yeah. But I think this is just a sign that I don't think playing it safe will necessarily continue. Like I'm sure this game will mm. sell. This game will sell fine. Yeah, okay, But like I don't know. It, this could be like the start of a decline. Yes. Uh, in the oh, same way, like Call of Duty has been in the start I, of a decline for quite I, a while now. <laughs> I don't think it's the last Jedi, but if they fuck up, it's it could be the Han Solo where it yeah it. it it could, if they fuck up another one, it could kill Pokemon for a couple of years, and that's crazy. Because I don't think I I'm, didn't think anything could have killed Pokemon. No, I'm hoping this combined with their like focus on like new ideas at the mm. studio will finally mean they're willing to take a risk at last. Yeah. Not in this game, obviously, but like in next gen or the gen after, like even if it's in a spin-off game, like in a remake or something, if they they do something like things like. <sighs> Open world, like I, I sure. said it before, they have the power now. They have the switch. Like yes. it's it's not they're not limited because they're on a handheld anymore. CD Projekt just put fucking The Witcher three on the fucking switch. Yeah, if you can't do or, fucking open world, <laughs> if if they yeah if they need to take risks, they need to like open world, online co op. You know, all Pokemon visible in the world at all times. You yeah. know, all, all of these things are things that they i've wanted them to do for ages and mm. i think maybe this can be the push to make it happen or, but um also possible like like me and duran talked about it keep a couple years and do some fan favorites like say we're not going to do pokemon for a couple of years but we will do your pokemon snap we'll do your pokemon trading card game we'll do with a full single <laughs> yeah. player like do a lot of those like little things that make people love pokemon again uh just fan favorite kind of stuff and like especially pokemon snap <laughs> I cannot tell you how long people have been asking for fucking Pokemon Snap. Yeah, people have wanted that for a long time. Oh yeah, so anyway, go on. <laughs> no, I think that's that sums up my feelings. Like, I, cool. I I think a lot of the criticism as well being thrown at Game Freak right now about this is a little misguided. Like, you have to take a step back at some point and remember the fact that there are like nearly a thousand of these motherfuckers now, and like <laughs> maybe it isn't possible for them to in perpetuity just put all of those Pokemon in the game. Uh, yeah, dude. like I understand it's disappointing for the people who've been keeping their live decks going forward forever, mm. but like on one hand, if if they were going to do that, I wish they had done what they did with Let's Go. Like Let's Go, they said we're going to make 151 Pokemon. <laughs> That's a manageable number. We can make these and we can make them look good. Yeah, um, but. I understand people's frustration when it looks like they're taking very similar assets to what were in that game or Pokemon mm -hmm. Go even and then just retouching them slightly and putting them in the game. Yeah. But they don't have unlimited manpower. They don't have unlimited time. Yeah. 
it would be nice if they use some of the money that they definitely do have and threw more people at it. But mm -hmm. throwing more people at it doesn't solve the problem instantly. It's, this it's, is one of those cases where DLC would be acceptable. Like, talk about the risks they haven't taken in the past. Like, they've done single Pokemon releases. That's kind of the yeah. equivalent of DLC. But they could have had DLC patches. Like, okay, we're starting with these. But over the next year, we'll be adding more and more Pokemon as DLC over time. I, I have to imagine that's what they're intending to do, or at least when they—that's got to be their response to yeah. the current backlash. Oh, that would be we're the gonna smart. These, man's we will response. add these Pokemon. Yes. Yeah. Which means not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be it is a Nintendo. smart company would do. They're not going to do it. Even Game Freak. I mean, like... if you want to, you want to talk about smart smart things that Nintendo do. They're still blocking cloud saves for oh Animal Crossing and the new Pokemon game. So, what the fuck? You know, Why? I don't. You know, whatever. It's, it's... So people don't save scum. Obviously, okay. in the single-player game, Animal Crossing. What's your next disappointing thing about E3 2019? <laughs> <laughs> so I think I've got all of my Nintendo anger out, um, <laughs> really, to be honest. And um, to be honest, I think we're more or less where I was going to wrap up. The last Ooh. thing I wanted to say was, you guys put in the cringe column, Xbox One Elite controller is a fucking $180. Dude. I'd like to point out I'm probably going to buy one. <laughs> oh my, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> So, so I've wanted the Elite controller for quite a while. Oh, let's um, be clear. I have I have one and I fucking love it. Yeah. But why don't you just buy yeah, that how one? How much more would you love it if it was rechargeable? Think about that. Not that much more. I just I just got rechargeable <laughs> batteries for it. I, that's it's <laughs> Shh, those don't exist. They're not real. Don't tell me otherwise. Like you're not wrong. Sometimes I I I boot it up and it is low and I have to walk all the way to my other room and take the batteries out of the wall and change the batteries. Like, you're not wrong. But that also yeah. happens to be rechargeable things because I don't leave my controllers plugged into my shit. So I don't like wires everywhere. So <laughs> yeah. I but, don't know. But, I, 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 I've been trying to thinking about buying one for ages, and it's only like in the UK, I think it's uh, 40 quid more for the two versus the one. So, 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 so there's a couple points I have. Just, just, I need, to, I need, I need to try to dissuade you from this because you're being an idiot here. Okay, I, go okay on, then, go. So, so there are aftermarket battery packs you can buy which okay. are rechargeable, and they just go into any okay. Xbox controller. And so you can okay. make a normal 360 Elite controller into a rechargeable uh, controller. How much are they? Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked at them for years, but they existed before <laughs> and they, they definitely exist now. Um, and the other thing is, uh, what's the space? When the new one comes out, I bet you the old ones will either reduce in price or people will be selling them used. So Yes, I don't want to use one though because I've actually seen a lot of secondhand elite controllers not oh, yeah. survive. Very oh well. yeah, the, apparently the, the first the first couple of years of manufacturing of them were shit in build quality. That's what I've the heard. The grip comes off mm. loads and like they just look really grimy. Yeah, you're not wrong there. You're not wrong there. So may, maybe if, if that if that battery pack, because I bet it's like 20 pounds, so that might save you at least 20 pounds. I can get like, you can get like a off of my, uh, off brand one, what do you call it? Uh, yeah. Third party one for ten quid in the there, UK. There you go, uh, so th and that's that would be what you do, right? So, and maybe you can get an eBay deal to get the actual Elite controller for cheap for twenty percent off, and then you're done. Because I don't, I don't. This is too far. I, I think the, the, the <laughs> people have to draw a line in the sand and say, no, we don't want your fucking one hundred eighty dollar fucking controller. How many quid is it, or how, how many pounds is it? It's 160 pounds oh, or 120 for the original one. How much is an actual Maybe. Xbox 3, Xbox One? 
that's fine. Good question. I believe the Fortnite Xbox One is two hundred pounds. Oh my god! Like this is this is this is fucked up, man. <laughs> it's too much. I've been eyeing one of these up for so long. Then buy one. <laughs> buy 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 a new one. But like, cause the thing is, like, not only can you get a current one for less, but more importantly, you, we don't know whether these new ones are going to be well built. That's that's just us guessing. Yeah. And it's more yeah, complicated. Hope. It's got more shit going on with weird fucking oh, adjustable update. sticks. Go ahead. The all digital edition of the Xbox One S is £169. So only £10 more than this controller. <laughs> <laughs> and you get a controller in the box, I might add. It's not an Elite controller, but you get a controller in the box. <laughs> but imagine if it was an Elite controller. Think about that. <laughs> Deal. Uh, but I'm happy for it. You know what? If you get one, I'll make fun of you only for a short period of time, and then I'll just be envious. Because fuck <laughs> it. Um, th- those th- it, does, it did look sick. I was sold on it until I, t- I heard the price. Um yeah i like the idea of adjustable um analog sticks like that the throw like whatever the dead zone or whatever that fucking twisty thing does yeah to the, the, the it's the um with a tension in tension the nice. of the, yeah so it's actually interesting because like i've only ever used the xbox i've never used, i never liked the xbox one x uh, xbox one controller just mm. want to preface preface <laughs> this with that little, um but i think Having fiddled Wait, with what's, my what in your opinion is the best controller? Please don't say Nintendo. Please don't say Wavebird, otherwise I'm just fucking ending this podcast. You, you piece of shit. <laughs> um, don't say fucking Wavebird. I'm Wave still <laughs> probably 360, but I okay, use a PS4 controller day to day. That's okay. You, you pass. <laughs> so, um, what was I going to say? Yes. So, the cool thing about the new Xbox One X controller is they've changed the stick combo you get with it. So, what do you mean? Now, you actually get less sticks, bit of a shame, but you get two what they're calling classic sticks, which, as far as I can tell, are original Xbox 360 stick types. And that is almost enough to sell me on the more expensive one, purely because I hate oh. the sticks on the 360 pad because they're slightly taller and slightly smaller. Yeah. Like the, the circumference of them is slightly smaller. Um, so the original 360 ones were slightly wider, and I think I'll be much more comfortable using 360 size Interesting. Because, yeah, they did fundamentally change the sticks. And I, I, will, I will tell they have you... That, they have that really nice textured stuff around the outside, but other than that... Oh, well, that's, that's the thing, right? It's got a really nice textured thing around the outside. I will tell you that after playing about 60 hours of Witcher 3, that started hurting my thumbs. Like really, yeah, the texture stuff because my one's really well built. Like it's really solid; it hasn't had any physical issues. But it also means that mm. those rubber fucking things just—they—they've stayed hard this whole time, and it fucking hurts. After to be fair, sixty hours of playing that game, but still, like I, yeah, I, I end up um, I didn't change them out, but I ended up switching to my PS4 controller for a while and and Bluetoothing that to my my PC. Um, yeah. So yeah, like maybe you're making maybe you're making the right choice here. I. I can't get behind I'm to you, justify it. <laughs> but yeah, because I'm definitely the case of like capitalism should win in in all cases, and and capitalism should vote that this is too expensive. Like you you're being assholes, but <laughs> but man, you know what? If 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 they did that, and that's the reason you got it, that's not a bad reason to get it. Then I think that's a better reason than you can make the sticks different. I, I think yeah, has <laughs> has the actual things you want. That actually is pretty cool. Um, yeah, there's there's enough changes they made to it that does entice me but we'll see yeah. we'll see if i'm stupid we'll enough to buy <laughs> i mean whatever like you, you you're a game developer now that means you got fuck you money right uh yeah fuck all money yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> and with that thank you bollard 
for joining no, me. No, thanks for having me. This is oh, fun. That's good. I'm sorry I couldn't make the other recording. Yeah, it was. When you told me it was 4 a.m., I was like, ah, oh, fuck yeah, okay, that's fair. Enough. Yeah, it um, was not a good time. <laughs> Um, but we, I will be saying that uh, we, we are in talks of getting a more regular show going. I don't know how to work timings-wise. Don't want to be always got an invite on, on your on your desk. Um, so I would yeah, to. I'd love to stop by when I, when I can. So for the people at home, thank you for listening to this E3 special. This is going to be addended, addendumed to the other half of the show. Um, but with that, we'll see you. I don't know next time. Maybe even next E3. Who the fuck knows when we're going to record again? <laughs> if there's we- another E3. <laughs> Don't you dare say that. Next year, Sony's going to be back, and it's going to be fucking amazing. Oh, God, I hope so. I hope so as well. Thank you, and I'm hitting stuff.